entered the building. Place to be nation. Welcome back. It's been a, a long banana rim, I think, sing that song. It's been a cruel summer. Maybe Tay, too, I think, sings this. Uh, but it's been a cruel summer. PTB NXT is back. Uh, we're off of TakeOver Unstoppable. We'll see if, uh, if NXT will be in the shitter again. Let's hope not, Jenny. Let's hope not. You said it's gonna. It's been a long banana rama. It's been a long banana rama summer. Cruel. <laughs> it's been a long cruel banana. Cruel banana rama. Look. I did look up our last. Degrees. Right. Our last episode was two months ago, so that's not too bad for us. I feel like our last episode like? was nine thousand years ago. I know, but it really wasn't. And it a was a takeover. It was a takeover. Unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, Some might say that we are unstoppable. We are. We're. we're I don't know about on. We're. I don't know about on. We're not. We're not <laughs> we're stoppable. We're somewhat stoppable. <laughs> mildly stoppable. Mildly. We're slowable. We're definitely delayable. <laughs> oh, for sure. Definitely uh, delayable. Delayable for sure. Actually, we didn't reschedule this episode. This actually was the date we scheduled. Yeah, yeah we, we just normally. didn't schedule it. Yeah, we, we just, just didn't avoided. schedule it. <laughs> right. Um, so mm. something I like to do over the summer, um, and really all the time, is going to be your Cajun word. I'll, I'll get straight to it. Okay. It's going to wow, be... That's an amazing think, segue right there. <laughs> oh, it's professional. It's a very professional show. <laughs> only professionals mm-hmm. on StreamYard. Right, exactly. It's an app for professionals only. Uh, we're going to get booted soon, uh, but it's going to be, and I think this actually works. I think the Italian word is very similar, but the way it's always been told to me was mange. 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 Uh, which basically means like to fat shit, which is going to fit into our oh, episode. Nice. I was going to guess say. that. It's very similar to French. Yeah. yeah. Mange means to eat. Mm. Yes. So it usually has a connotation of like, you know, pigging out. Fat mm-hmm. shitting, as we say. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, if it's, uh, you know, if you if you hit the Ryan's buffet, you're gonna mulch, you know. You're gonna mulch. <laughs> At the Shoney's, I'm about to mulch. Get my mulch yeah, let's, on. Yeah, let's mulch, bro. Yeah. You mulch the Shoney's buffet, me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the night before oh, you, uh, you, uh, you had a case of Miller Lite, and then you wake up, <laughs> hit the Shoney's buffet, and mulch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then you can eat a pound of bacon. Right. Then you can just steam tray of bacon. Mm. Oh yeah. Um a baffle bacon. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, <laughs> that subway bacon. bacon. <laughs> still bacon. So good for, but it's still so good for some reason. It is so good. Right. And it's still fucking bacon. I mean even the the flappiest rubber bacon still got yeah. there. I'll chew all that bitch. I don't give a fuck. And the goddamn right. French French toast sticks, sticks that have been sneezed on. <laughs> Dried out. Sneezed on 900 times. Yeah. There is not a single breakfast food that should be like <laughs> have that quantity available. Like just the entire like pan of biscuits, French yeah. toast sticks, a giant like platter of pancakes. Like none of that is anything you should have like free reign on. The sausage, the sausage links. I mean, just out of control. <laughs> oh, oh ins- yeah. It's an insane visual. That's yeah. what I say when I'm at Chonies. Oh, yeah. It's on the mall. You're like, why would I settle for something moderate? Like three yeah. sausage links when I can have 
ninety four instead. Look, I'm not paying five ninety nine for this buffet for three sausages. <laughs> Thank right. you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> someone should should redo the show. I mean, there's still a show yes. he's technically alive, but but like do it a little bit and like do mimosas and shit. People mm-hmm. do that. Fancy it up. I love a breakfast buffet, man. Like mm-hmm. just make it cheap like Shoney's was back in the day. Yeah, a brunch buffet. Yeah. Yes. Let's let's not get it twisted. There you go. You're right. Oh yeah, you charge thirty bucks for that. Because um, you know what the difference is? Breakfast buffet is children and old people. Um, brunch buffet is women and gays, basically. <laughs> so, and they drag them in with them, yes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe the breakfast bridges the gap there, you know, because like, mm-hmm. well, I can mm-hmm. get a steam tray Perhaps. of bacon, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way, the uh, <laughs> Mold, I, don't know how, uh, okay, I was trying to figure out what the thread was. And we, well, <laughs> there's going to be a listen. There, that will have a tie-in theme later in this show, right? Yeah. And just as I planned, uh, yeah. Great so, foreshadowing. So I'm going to peek behind the curtain just to freshen up the uh, the NXT name generator. I'm using a different generator. Oh, oh so, good. To see, I felt like we. I feel like we had gotten to the point where we're getting too many. Yeah, Not necessarily the whole name repeated, but they were using a lot of the same, like, you know, mustachio and floppy sex, the same sort of prefixes also, there and suffixes. Are more than one of those. Right. So okay. Well, we'll change yeah, it up. We'll, we'll see what happens. Me when it comes to wrestling fans. Well, that's true. So, right. All right. We, so um, mm-hmm. our current names, um, Jake, you are uh the very original Whit Bush Crab, mm, Bush uh, of course, kind of kind of a Cajun sounding name. Um, I am the somewhat typical. Um, uh, it, it sounds like you mange a great deal at the Shoney's buffet. Rolls, Jameson, <laughs> rolls, rolls, uh huh. And uh, Jenny, you are um, the very alliterative Dave Duhan. Dave, Dave, Dave Duhon. Dave Duhon. My name is Duhon, and I like the manche. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, like I said, uh, I'm using a different one, so we'll, we'll see how these turn out. So, I am now going to be um, now. I'll spell these after, baby, because the pronunciations oh, are a little weird. Oreste Hooker. O R E S T. Oreste. So, uh-huh. O R E S T E Hooker. Okay, Hooker is oh. in like a uh, old school grappler kind of thing, of course. Um, yes, sure. Is that a prostitute? Right, yes. not arrest Hooker as your name. Arreste, arreste. Arreste Arreste forbid, it's a double entendre. Hmm. Mm. Sure. Now, a uh, uh, hooking Hooker. <laughs> Jack Briscoe prostitute. Rest day hooker. Also a criminal. It kind of sounds like a wrestling by wrestling standard. This would be like an offensive, like uh Hispanic stereotype or something. Because yeah. like they would they would play up mm-hmm. a rest day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Cuban. So, this generator is sus. Well, we'll yeah, try it out. Let's it may, keep it moving. And maybe one and done. Um 
<laughs> okay, maybe we should switch to Jenny real quick because the next one is Princess Brewery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think this is just like putting random syllables together. I think it is. It seems like a non sequitur generator. <laughs> brewery, brewery. Maybe should have, I should have known by the minimalist uh, mm -hmm. aesthetic it has. Princess okay. Brewery. So, and uh, Tim, you're going to be <laughs> Pete, oh, Pete Corson. Pete Corson. Okay. Um, we're Corsall. all getting Cor fired. All right. So, oh. we're not getting, we're going to be uh, Pete Corson. Pete Corson is the uh, French Ric Flair. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gonna break it. He's gonna blow out his shoulder in a couple months, mm -hmm. and then uh, huge battle Corsal. with Marcus Louis, obviously. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh. legendary feud. Corson, you Peter Corson and Marcus Louis. Yeah, really <laughs> tore the house down. Great on the Shoney's yeah. buffet, also. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. delicious Corson. Mm -hmm. Corson, got to get some croissant. I don't know if I've done console yet, which is your your draws. Your draws? No. I think you did actually. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I think did. I did too. It seems one of my faves. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. This name is probably gonna. Yep. This is, uh, is in there. Not making the main roster. I have croissant slash step in. Yes, yeah, so step in. Step in. Step in. I, I think a step in is more for a lady, like more of a stocking. Gotcha. Um, underwear. I'm anyway, put draws next to it. I didn't put the definition right. for some reason. All right. Well, I guess it's time for us to mange on the buffet. That is three episodes of oh, NXT. Yeah. Uh, we will start with the May twenty seventh, twenty fifteen episode. So we're off of Takeover Unstoppable, and our champ KO comes out uh, to Sammy's music to troll the poor NXT mm -hmm. fans. Of course, Sammy is Asshole. injured. Uh, we get footage that KO attacks Cena and will face him at the Elimination Chamber, which throws off my entire timeline because it's weird for me to think of the Elimination Chamber being at this time of year. I'm so used to like the February thing. But uh, I think we uh -huh, talked about this uh -huh. upcoming match. Uh, so he says he was going to do an open challenge for his NXT title, but he's not insecure like John Cena. He doesn't have to prove himself, so he's not going to do that. Uh, he's a good man because we'll never have to hear Sammy's song again. Uh, to provide for his family, of course, is the reason that he injured Sami Zayn and beat him. And he's also a good man because he didn't ruin the moment by beating up Samojo when he certainly could have at TakeOver Unstoppable. The real champ is here. And here comes William Regal to address KO. KO immediately gets defensive uh, about why he hit Regal and says, you had butted me first. It's fine. It's not my fault. Regal <laughs> says that that's why he's still employed. So Regal does mention that he... Uh, I like that Regal kind of implies that he can maybe got a little too heated there. He shouldn't have, he should have been more mm. professional. Yeah. Um, they run through all, he runs through all the injuries and uh, with Atami, he sw uh, KO swears that he did not attack Atami. And then Solomon Crow shows up for some oh, reason. Oh, <laughs> God. What are we doing? Um, he comes out and says, I can't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> But would kill me. The highlight of this whole segment was KO mocking Solomon Crow's like weird force <laughs> yes. cadence. He's like, like just like he's like, can't listen to this. He's like, okay, like that's amazing. Uh Solomon Crow says he thinks that KO's a piece of crap. And uh KO says 
he's uh, earned an opportunity. He's earned an opportunity. Rigo agrees, and uh, he says that K- KO is ready to put uh, Solomon Crow on his list of injuries. So uh, I guess just kind of building off of takeover. I cannot say, Jenny, that I expected Solomon Crow to be the guy to step up to the plate um, to to square off with KO here. Uh, uh, no. I mean, was he busy hacking or something uh, during the Sami Zayn matches and everything that's been going on? Like, this was real dumb as far as him coming forward during an open challenge. Uh, it was hilarious when KO mocked his little raspy <laughs> tone of voice that he does. Pretty great. Uh, I don't believe that Kevin Owens is a good man, you guys. I really don't. No. So it's yeah. funny that he keeps saying that. And uh, everything that he says is absolute bullshit. For the most part. Until he right. says, I'm going to beat you up. And then he beats people up. That part is true. Uh, I love but, how he can just shame, shamelessly say this absolute bullshit. And yeah. Yeah, just, get away with it. Yeah, just does whatever he wants. Like, <laughs> where's the champ is here t-shirt from Cena? Um, just he's a walking troll, mm. a walking human troll. Um, yeah, amongst yeah. us. Um, so that's all very effective. I love him and Regal. Every time they interact is great. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm. I don't think that Solomon Crow has much of a chance here, Tim. Um, uh, it, it's looking doubtful. Uh, <laughs> and why does uh? And we're going to get more of this later, but it occurred to me that Solomon Crow, his uh, his speaking voice, I couldn't put my finger on it right away, but then I realized he kind of sounds like Chris Farley. <laughs> and I I don't know why I I and it I can't not hear it now, where he's just I don't know something he says later just completely takes me out. Um, it just sounded like. Chris Farley doing that very like exasperated, you know, when he would get worked up over something mm-hmm. and and get to complaining and you know, sort of um, freaking out. That's mm-hmm. what Solomon mm-hmm. Crow is. That's like mm-hmm. his baseline. And so it's very bizarre to see him as the challenger for our champion here, mm-hmm. um, who was also gearing up to face John Cena. Yeah, my whole sense of timing is also very thrown off by that. This is this is that that year which they did a couple of these uh you know in the immediate aftermath of the launch of the network where they just ran constant premium live events, right? Mm-hmm. Um it just felt like there would be maybe a two week gap between pay-per-views sometimes. I'm just like what in the world. But the thing is like they maintained a pretty decent standard of quality for those shows, as I recalled. So they kind of got away with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is Kevin flirting with some main roster um, success potentially. And mm-hmm. we'll continue to track that. Um, I like, yeah, I like Regal kind of owning up to, um, I maybe took some liberties that I shouldn't have. So we'll just consider ourselves even. But um, I really hate you, Kevin Owens, and you're not uh-huh. a good man. Nope. So, yeah, good. 
pretty good opening here. Yeah, it certainly seems like KL is more focused on John Cena than uh, Solomon Crow and his <laughs> cyberpunk Chris Farley. Oh. Jesus, Chris here. Farley, <laughs> the forgotten SNL character. If cyberpunk. Chris Farley was in Hackers, he would be Solomon. <laughs> there you go, Mister Robot meets Chris Farley. <laughs> That's Solomon Crow in his stupid voice. All right. Uh, all right. We head to the replay uh, while Jenny and Tim were cheering as uh, Hideo Tommy got assaulted in the parking lot. Uh, mm-hmm. He gives us an update. His uh, arm is in a sling, and he says he had shoulder surgery. And when he gets back, there will be no one stopping him. So no okay. real timetable for that. Um, I'm all sad. Boo-hoo. Moving on. All right. Uh, we get a face we haven't seen in NXT, and that's Zack Ryder. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay. I was kind of there. You go, Zack Ryder, uh, the who we now know as Mr. Matt Cardona. Uh, but he was at Takeover Unstoppable. He said it was a great show, and his pal Mojo is hyped. And so it's the first mention of Mojo in like God knows how long. I don't know, months and months since we saw Mojo. It was the last time we saw him when he uh. He, when he disgraced he America, by getting, mm-hmm. by getting, he got crushed. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it was. Zach Ryder's got. He may have done a few back. jobs. At, I mean, he may have done a few jobs on television after that, but mm. effectively, that was his last major spot. Man, Jenny, Zach Ryder looks fucking yeah. hot mm-hmm. as fuck. Yeah, I was excited. I was like, mm-hmm. shit, because he's cute. Because I never knew him as Zach Ryder, like at all. Like I barely right. even like. Maybe have seen maybe one match. Um, I really just know him from Twitter and GCW and that one mm-hmm. god awful NWA show that we went to, Jake, that he was at, that made me like really aware of him and Chelsea overall. So that show was good for that one good reason. But I was stoked because he's cute as hell and he's fun. Like he, <laughs> it looks like he enjoys it. Like I don't know if that's real or not, but. It looked like he enjoyed Mojo in that little mm-hmm. interaction. It's a logical pairing. It does make I sense agree. for the, these two characters. Yeah, in a way. Um, I don't know. I To me, like, Matt Cardona greater than Zack Ryder. Um, yeah. <laughs> Got to sure, be right. Sure. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that, like, yeah, he's sort of his character in WWE kind of defied all odds and getting over and getting himself over, which, you know, you weren't really allowed to do back then. So he mm-hmm. sort of got in trouble and buried for it. Um, but at the end of the day, like what he's doing now just suits him a lot more than anything in, in the WWE universe, so to speak. Is that so, what happened to him? He got over um, organically and then he got squash. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing I a guess lot I didn't of know like, that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the story anyway, that mm-hmm. they weren't really doing anything with him. So he was like, why don't I like do some YouTube stuff in character, mm-hmm. like within, you know, the guidelines of what you can and can't do as an independent contractor or whatever. Like he didn't break any rules as far as I know, but, you he know, utilized that, social media, basically. He utilized social media. Yeah. And uh, started kind of getting over getting this groundswell of support people will be chanting for him um when they weren't supposed to be because uh-huh. that's not how the fans were trained back then right to train for just any old person you had to you had to cheer and boo their guys that they selected right, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, he kind of got pushed further and further down the card. I think eventually they kind of relented and gave him at least like that, that mini push, but I mean, Mm -hmm. it was years later, right? He won that, uh, yeah. Uh, that was it. The Money in the Bank or the yeah, Intercontinental Title or something. Yeah, it was he a was ladder the US, match. He was the U.S. champion, I think. It may have been yeah, the like U.S. He, title mm-hmm. in the in the ladder match at Mania that mm-hmm. one year. Um, I need to watch it. I think sick. I think it was at thirty-two, which is the Mania yeah. everyone hates, of course. But of course. right, it was like it was like that his match was boy, at least really kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was his attaboy. Because, uh, yeah, I think he lost it, like, the next night. <laughs> but And, know. like, they keep him around to, like, I want to say he lasts until, like, COVID. And he's, like, one of the mm-hmm. ones that gets finally axed mm-hmm. when they cut all those people for COVID. But, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. They kept him around for, like, years and years after he originally got over. But they, he kind of had, like, a, a ceiling. Like, they kind of, like, he's famous for being, like, he was always on, like, main event or some shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, he just yeah. never really... To your point, Jenny, like they never really utilized his talent. He's like one of those guys where he's proved um, since leaving WWE, like he's they probably he's, underutilized him quite he's a bit. Very good. He's excellent. Right. Yeah, and I remember for a time there he was booked as like John Cena's little buddy. So oh, anytime gross. they they wanted to build sympathy for Cena, they would have somebody like attack Zach. Remember when? Uh, I think it was Kane who pushed him in the wheelchair off the ramp or whatever. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. So. Yeah. And he unfortunately got over at that point in like one of the most doo doo eras ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, that's like, true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause that was like even years before this stuff we're watching, I think. So, I mean, it was just. Right. But he, he look, I mean, you yeah. just look, look at him. That man is a heel. Somebody that mm-hmm. cute and like he's sexy. He has all that. Ah, like no, you got to make him evil. Yeah, you want to boo somebody like that. Exactly. Right. So you put him with Mojo as a face, right? Exactly. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you know the wrestling gods—they giveth and they taketh away. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, we're we're getting some Zack Ryder in NXT, which ought to work pretty well if you're doing nothing else with him. But you're going to saddle him with Mojo, who we have not been the highest on on this year's show. No. All right. All right. We head to uh, our first matchup of the night. It's going to be Emma versus Bailey meeting once again. Uh, the great battle of Emma bullying Bailey. Uh, Rich thinks that uh, Emma is projecting her short, own shortcomings onto Bailey, which I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Doesn't really make sense. Uh, we get some stomps and shit talking by Emma. Bailey gets a flurry, but it's right back to Emma in control. Emma works some pretty basic heel stuff here, like chokes in the corner, that sort of thing. Uh, she does have some nice heelish uh, pony bit, ponytail-based offense, though, kind of whipping Baylor around by the ponytail. <laughs> I thought that worked pretty well. Um, but uh, she ends up tapping Bailey with the Emma lock, which I was kind of uh, surprised by. Uh, mm-hmm. Dana jumps in. Charlotte comes for the save. They double-team Charlotte. Dana hits the Mishinoku driver or whatever the hell they're calling it for her. Uh, and that's kind of it. I was very surprised to just see Bailey lose. I'm not really sure what they were going for here with this. I don't know what the end game is for all this. I kind of thought maybe we're going to be over it after the tag match at TakeOver. I thought the match was a little bit blah. Like, I didn't mind the, the ponytail stuff, but I thought everything up to it was pretty pretty basic, and it ended pretty quickly. So I just want a star and a half on this one, uh, Tim. 
Yeah, start a half for me too. Uh, all I can figure here is that maybe this is part of the kind of the the Dana Brooke push more than anything. Even though mm-hmm. she's not a competitor in this match, um, in a way, she kind of looks good by proxy if her, you know, if her uh, corner person, so to speak, wins. And Emma here, Emma also has kind of rounded that corner where she's no longer um she she's not wearing the old school Emma attire anymore right and she's not actively mocking her old gimmick which we admittedly got a lot of enjoyment out of so i think uh this version of Emma's character can best be summed up as fuck you um, yeah <laughs> that's just her, that's just her character um she's not going out of her way to to be one thing or or another she's just kind of generally unpleasant you know what it is it's like and and this is um maybe me putting too much of a personal stamp on it talk about projecting right um it's when you've uh, worked a job for way too long and you're just super over it and you and you should have mm-hmm. quit like a long time ago, like a real, real long time ago. And mm-hmm. you pass that point where where you should have quit or gotten fired, and neither of those things happened, and you and you're just still there. And that's what <laughs> that's what Emma is. She's in that stage right now. She's so she's not so, even like um, ironic, she's not even mocking anymore. She's she's so, not even ironically she's, mocking, she's <laughs> just she, she just hates everything, like she's just an unpleasant hateful person and i kind of like it um i just kind of like a pure bitch sometimes right who's just a mean nasty bitch and that's what she is at this point um <laughs> there's sort of a lack of that type of character in nxt or maybe wwe as a whole here in 2015 so yeah the, the hair bait the ponytail based offense is is a little eh, but uh, i don't know i i like I like that they're giving it a go with Emma here again. Like they they may have something here. I, I don't know how committed they are to pushing her or Dana. Like Dana gets in after the fact to do her um Dana Mishinoku driver or whatever, which I guess is the one thing she, she can do pretty well at this point. But um they're kind of they're kind of maybe hedging their bets going do we have something with these two do we not um let's just see where it goes bailey can afford to take the loss um she's been kept pretty strong so no big deal there jenny yeah i mean with the women's division how it is right now it feels like there's room for this emma and this mm-hmm. dana um cuz we have like our four horsewomen as I guess we're going to end up calling them. I don't know if that's just something people made up or do they call them that on commentary? Is that an official title at any point? Probably not. But pro- yes feels and no. Yeah. Okay. Feels like something people just call them. But mm-hmm. um, but I like the edgy Emma. She, she wrestles with a lot of that fuck <clears throat> you attitude, mm-hmm. right? If she's, if she's kicking, it has a little snap to it. And but she also treats them as sort of throw away movements too. Like, yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of a casual beat down of yeah. Bailey. Um, but then she, she kind of notches it up when she goes for the, 
these desperation covers, right? Because there's a lot. There's a lot of those throughout the match where she just tries, gets two, tries, gets two. Like she's just trying to catch Bailey slipping. Um, and then when she draws the submission at the end, has a real, you know, like I'm trying to think of, has like attention to it. Like, mm-hmm. Like, she finally just fucking snapped in the match, and she's like, oh, I fucked with you around, like, I threw you around, we fought a little bit, but now I'm submitting you. So, it worked. It worked for me, and Bailey is very good at, at doing this, too. So, it does, I don't think it makes her look weak at all. It just elevates Emma a little bit. And aligning her with Dana is okay, I guess, um, because Dana is also heel. But, mm-hmm. She got to start somewhere. Right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I kind of rather not. I'd rather them fight each other, but maybe they will, right? So let's mm-hmm. see if that just maybe just a means to an end kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, did you you didn't cover the post match shit? Did you? Yeah, yeah. They just yeah, they Dana comes out and yeah, Charlotte comes out, but then they kind of jump her. Yeah, and sort of being tall. Yeah, that was uh, that clumsy move on Dana's part there at the end. Like, uh, I didn't believe that whatsoever. Um, but I did like a two star on that. All right. It is worth maybe a little bit more if you factor in that that post match stuff. Um, I think it's halfway decent, giving the heel some heat there. Agree. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just always confused as to what they're trying to do with Bailey because they always try to make it seem like she's kind of a threat and then she seems to just like right. their ass beat other times. It's and they, they never give like the pomp and circumstance of like the Sammy stuff. So to me, it never comes off quite as you know, like Sammy would have these matches where he fights for like 15 minutes and gets beaten in, where Bailey it's like this three minute thing where she just gets her ass handed yeah. to her and you're just kind of like, okay, well, you think they're into her and like she's being elevated and then they're just kind of like just kidding the fucker it is kind of stop start with her um i think they're i have a feeling that their attitude is she's Mm -hmm. been here long enough and consistent as a character long enough Mm -hmm. that we can just kind of heat her up or cool her down as needed right they have her in the holster when they're ready for the the final yeah you know bailey push right all right, we go to Baron Corbin. He is. Uh, he says that Rhino made a mistake uh, messing with him, and then we cut to Rhino, who says a, in a very breathy tone that he wants a rematch with Baron Corbin. And I was like, oh, "Great, can't wait for this shit." Awesome. Like, that was fun. That was that, that was, was intense. real intense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rhino. So right, what are we talking about, Rhino? Mm, that sounds hot, Rhino. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me yeah, in the ass. Right. It's like, I want to get beat again in four minutes. <laughs> Let's do it. You should me again, Baron. <laughs> Gross. End of, end of days. <laughs> All, right. All right. We then get the, uh, I feel like this is the point in the show where they start filling out uh, the show with kind of padded, padding this out since the, uh, the show after takeover. Like we get the same Becky Lynch package yeah. we've gotten like eight times. I was thinking, like, okay, maybe, like, I was thinking, okay, maybe there's a few other new segments to this, but I really don't think there was. I think it was the same exact shit we've seen. I don't know. Did y'all notice anything? There was just like her talking about. I traveled the world. I saw when I was fifteen. Yeah, it was dumb. Why are we still watching this fucking video package? I've already seen it seventeen. I 
strategically nap through this. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Power nap. All right. Um, continuing on, we have uh, Elias Sampson and Mike Rollis uh, trying to work their way up the ranks here against uh, Wes and Bud, our uh, champions. <laughs> Uh, so we get to this, uh, lesson, but pretty crisp as usual. They work pretty well together. I like the, uh, but hits a nice little, uh, the old Eddie Guerrero Hilo. Uh, they, but then they go to the headlock. We get grounded with the headlock for quite a while. Elias finally gets a tag, hits a few drop kicks, gets a discus punch, but Wes and Bud cut that off pretty quick. And then go right to their, uh, finish with the, uh, brain buster, brain buster to the frog splash. So, I called this an elongated enhancement as it was basically a squash, but they like it lasted a decent amount of time, but whole not a whole lot happened. And then they let Alexa hit the uh I think the uh the best sparkle splash she's hit thus far. Ooh. So she must have been practicing it because uh they let her hit that. So she gets her moment. You could see, I thought the main thing I took away from that the match again, like one star was nothing, like barely a match, but like I feel like you're you're starting to see Alexa maybe channel like what's going to end up being her eventual character that she's like known for like in this era. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was good. Like kind of her heelish character. She's moving away from the cheerleader thing. And I think like with her posing and stuff at the end, you could see her kind of starting to figure that part out, but the match today, I not too much happening. Yeah. I mean, I did like a, just a two on it. Um, a ladies mm -hmm. two, I guess you can call it my <laughs> little ladies too. Um, a ladies but two. But yeah, like <laughs> there's an in interesting dialogue on commentary, which we normally don't get. Um, and it was fleeting for this, but where they're talking <laughs> about the <laughs> where they're talking about the tag division and like Cass and Enzo mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and the the crowd openly chants for Enzo at one point. So I feel like our analysis of the takeover match where we thought, why the fuck did Enzo and Cass not win? Mm -hmm. Um, is absolutely valid. The crowd wanted it, seemed like commentary wanted it, but Wes and Bud are still the champs, so we have to deal with this. Um they will just throw any kind of random dudes together for a tag match. Uh this is what boy, I mean. howdy. Yeah. Who are you and, to doubt Mike Rollis? Uh, oh boy. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um and that again tells you <laughs> We've talked about the state of the tag division for fucking 30 episodes. <laughs> it has not improved very much. Wes and Butter are, are good wrestlers. They're just blah for me for yeah. the most part. Like they're efficient tag team partners. Um, but they're not setting the world on fire with these matches. Um, and Elias and Mike Rollis definitely ain't. Um it, and even they started out as one of these ramshackle kind of thrown exactly, together teams. Exactly. They even the champs yeah. have a terrible, you know, kind of history as far as being a champ. Yeah. The Vaudevillains at least had a story, some character, some skits. You know, they, they're they throwing Alexa in there to make it interesting and to match up with Carmella, which I do like. Them giving her the little sparkle splash at the end felt like dumb. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. get get your shit in or whatever. I don't know. Like that was whatever for me. But she did well as far as you know how she looked. Like she had a lot more mm -hmm. confidence. She was she had a right. totally different vibe than Miss Sparkle Fairy or whatever she was doing. Um, new gear. She looks sick. Like she looks great. And 
it, it's a good idea. But look, we just did this idea with fucking Enzo and Cass and Carmella. <laughs> so it, it's just more of the same stuff that we keep complaining about. Yeah, I must wonder if this is meant to be a, a replacement for what Enzo and Cass and Carmella's original act was, which was sort of an obnoxious heel trio. Um, mm -hmm. But then they ended up getting over in their baby faces, so you want to maybe fill that void, although it may be too little too late now. Uh, I don't know, but I would agree that this Alexa the role she's in here uh, with the heels, she seems a lot more comfortable in. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that is much more fitting. Uh, as for the match, yeah, nothing happened. And I guess I'll give it a, uh, a, um, a non-binary uh, one <laughs> and a half to, to split the difference. There you go. Thank you yeah. guys. I, I will admit my strategic nap may have extended. Throughout <laughs> the duration of this match and i i opened my eyes just in time to see the finish and the uh the sparkle splash so uh, i'm pleased to hear i didn't seem to miss anything before that of note nope and then you woke up to a recap of finn baller winning the uh, number one contendership <laughs> and at that yeah. point i ordered iced coffee yeah <laughs> fuck up bitch i knew it was gonna be a long haul um, all right, so then we go to Devin. She's backstage with Alexa. So this is more of um, kind of building off what we saw her in the match because she cuts. She does this little promo with Devin, and uh, Devin asks her, "How did this relationship with uh, Wes and Bud come to be?" And she goes, "Wow, Devin, did you learn that in journalism school? Like, <laughs> just shits all over for no reason." Um, that was. She awesome. says she says that they're winners, and uh, she uh, winners gravitate toward each other, and uh. uh Enzo and Cass and Carmella come from Staten Island, which is famous for a dump. So it makes sense that she's uh, hanging out with them because she's been around garbage her whole life. And so next week she's going to send Carmella back to the dump. So, yeah. So he'll, he'll Alexa. Like I thought this was a good promo, like some good lines in there, some good zingers, like not as generic as a lot of the promos we see on here. Like, like we said, we saw it in the match and you see it here in the promo. Like she's definitely kind of i think hitting another gear with the she's kind of figuring it out a little bit on the character stuff yeah really good promo by alexa um calls jersey a big garbage dump calls carmella <laughs> trash you know and she and she didn't really falter she didn't really stutter she had it down she had the attitude right like it was impressive a big a big step up for her this week mm -hmm. all right Yep, keep it moving. Okay. All right, so we uh, we go to uh, Finn Baller versus Ty Dillinger. We are bringing everybody back out. These are people we have not seen in quite a while. Um, so uh, Ty, he gets some. Uh, he gets a little bit of offense here. Nothing really to write home about. He locks Finn in a Cobra clutch. Uh, Finn comes back at him and chops the ever living shit out of him. Uh, so that was good. Finn hits the basement drop kick. One last gas from tie but uh a sling blade and a quick coup de gras uh make him pretty easy work for finn not really much of a real match i, I went to not a real match rating it was just so we remember Oof. like hey finn's here he's the number one contender here's like his signature moves in case you forgot in you know a week since you saw him so that was pretty much it not much else going on 
Nope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I should give this like a star, but I, I couldn't even bring myself to do that because so much of it was just high Dillinger rest holds, you know? Yeah. Un- it's just unnecessarily long and with bad offense until Finn makes his comeback and hits like his three big moves, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His moves are and for sure. Man, that's worth about, I don't know, half a star. Like, I wouldn't fault somebody for giving this a dud, to be honest. <laughs> or, as you put it, Jake, not a real match. Not a real right. match. Yeah, I mean, the code of sort of always kind of saves shit, you know, because, like, it looks cool. It just looks cool. I like it. And so I gave it a star. But And then Todd Dillinger has this weird confidence to him. I don't know. Right. As a loser. Right. He yeah. said, "Know his role like Mike Rollis." He should. Mike Rollis gets in there. He knows what's Mike up. Rollis. <laughs> I guess he knew he was going to get a face stomp in there. He's going to get a couple of shots to fan, so he was feeling himself. But mm-hmm. eh, sorry about it, bro. Yeah. Other than I feel like Finn lays his signature stuff in pretty good, but I mean, other than that, he does. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. It's not much. All right. Um, I know everyone's been waiting for a Jason Jordan update. Jenny, especially oh, her God. fave, Jason oh, Jordan. God, yes. Um. He's, he says he's going to be fine because he has found he has a game plan and he's found a new partner. Um, so we will see uh, who his new partner is going to be. Chad Gable puts over, comes in, um, who I don't even know. Have we seen Chad Gable no, in any of these? This was his debut. I, yeah, yeah, I did not remember seeing him, but he puts over his accomplishments. But uh, Jason Jordan says he already has a partner, which uh, I like that. He, what does he call him? Uh, he calls him Cable. <laughs> Chad Cable. Cable. Chad yeah. Cable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like that. But just how preposterous this is once we reveal who Jason Jordan's partner that he's I, I can't wait till we reveal this in a minute. But like it makes seem as he's like, you know, I got a game plan, I've been searching, been all in the locker room, and I finally found the perfect partner. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see. If if I was Chad Gable, I'd tell him to go fuck himself after this. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, right. Um I questioned if I um, had been confined to wrestling purgatory because, (laughs) and I especially questioned that as we continue to track this compelling storyline, Jason Jordan's uh, search for the perfect tag team partner, because it seems to me, you guys, we are now recycling, um, very uh uh we'll say poor angles from just a year ago and some change remember sylvester lafour and his mm-hmm. search for right a tag team partner and you remember yep. who he came up with we do and we're recycling what the non-writers came up with right no we're this... taking the storyline said no one wrote and redoing it <laughs> yeah i think this is an early example of um AI written content. Right. <laughs> the technology was still very in its infancy. Yeah, yeah. Still quite primitive, but this is yeah, what you was... get. Right. I mean, they AI. essentially put this show through the name generator and said right. basically. We have we have the names. Here are the names. Do with them what you will. Like and then we'll we'll put on a wrestling show. And also, what the fuck was Gable's hair doing? Because he looked weird. Uh yeah yeah and he just had a, a towel that said gable on it 
that I guess he just carries around. Cable. Chad Cable. Cable. And also, what does Courage Conquer Cure mean? It's <laughs> a possible question Again, I, Jason I, Jordan didn't have his own shirt, did he? He didn't look, have Look, I had an existential crisis uh, during this, so I can't answer any of these questions. Okay. You, you with, had a struggle watch, didn't you? Yeah. I, I was struggle to remain conscious. Yeah. <laughs> Again, because yeah, you're right. You have to consider I am I am semi-conscious at this point, <laughs> and now I'm questioning my All right. Are you existence. drifting into <laughs> yeah, my my very existence going, did I die? And this is like <laughs> my version of hell because I swear <laughs> that we saw this storyline once already, <laughs> and it like wasn't good then. And of all things to recycle, it's this. Uh, I yeah. And this episode has lasted seventy two years. Um, yeah, exactly. It feels like in the, these matches. At our main event, though, we said at the top of the show seems like something you would be like, okay, this match never happened. There's no way this match really exists. Yeah. Like this yeah. is AI generated, and that's going to be KO versus Solomon Crow, like. On on Raw, he's facing John Cena. The pay per view, John Cena on NXT, where he's a champion. The, he's being challenged by Samoa Joe. Yeah, <laughs> Solomon Crow. So, uh, all right. So KO stalls as he always does in these matches. Fucks yeah. around with Solomon Crow. Solomon chases him around, then eventually gets the shit kicked out of him. Uh, back in the ring, KO pushes him off the top to the outside. KO continues to dominate. Um, I like at the point in the match where he stops being like troll KO and he legit gets pissed at him, just starts mm-hmm. like stomping him in the head. Yep. Um, I dug that. Uh, Crow barely avoids a count out here, uh, manages to survive. He gets a glimmer of hope with an enziguri, a few kicks in, but then KO just blasts him with a back elbow, just lays him out, and then pop up power bomb, and then it's done. So, you know, what we'd expect. Uh, I would, you know, we didn't think uh, Solomon Crow much of a chance. The hacking did him no good. Uh, nope. Maybe that's how he got the match. He created an AI to. Uh, that's what I was thinking. His, He's the creator. Of his, AI. his own AI got him squashed. Programmer, yes. <laughs> he, he did not figure out a way to code his way into winning the match because. Uh, um, but I ended up going too, just because I thought Kale looked good, and I liked him getting pissed at the end, and just like, like at first he was kind of fucking around with him, and then he gets pissed and just lays him out and. Um, so I enjoyed that and it didn't go on too long with like too much KO stalling. So I don't know, but yeah, definitely nothing, uh, uh, nothing right home about we can, uh, I guess we'll, we can get to the, well, let's, we'll get to the post-match after, I guess. Let's get your intricate thoughts, uh, Tim on the <laughs> Solomon Crow KO match. Not only is this a match that should not exist, uh, it, it should not exist for the length of time that it does either. I, had this one really earmarked for okay this is gonna be a quick squash i mean we're just gonna the match is just gonna be a formality because our our true main event is gonna be some kind of like stare down between ko and samoa joe or or samoa joe is gonna get like an actual proper introduction to just follow up the uh the intrigue at the the end of that uh takeover but no we we have a real nothing throwaway match here um with all due respect to one Solomon Crow, uh, real just nonsensical booking and 
it's not exactly a match that is going to um, pleasantly surprise you either. It just all together, all around gives you bad vibes, man. So it gets a whole star <laughs> from me. I don't know. Oh, it, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't have a lot of time or use for this one. Yeah. Um, it, it just feels like this is all just a huge burden on KO. It's, you know, like, I gotta fight this guy, but like, okay, fine. I'll just toss him around for a little bit and then power bomb him into oblivion, which is basically what he does. Um, but commentary very much paints it like, um, look, Kevin's just been honest this whole time. He said he was gonna, you know, defend the title. He's he said what he was gonna do to Sammy and he did it. He's just being honest. He just he's being a wrestler, you guys. Like he has a championship and he's gonna be he's gonna fight people. He's not chasing them down in the parking lot. Uh this is the challenge for his belt. So he's beating the guy up. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's not inaccurate i guess and it's a good stance to take if you're a commentator i suppose but as far as match wise it doesn't really translate into shit i want to watch so uh i did one star as well yeah all right so all right so ko goes to uh go for the apron power bomb to finish off all solomon crow but Samoa Joe's music hits he comes out. We have a bit of a stare down, but um, similar to what he did at the pay-per-view, KO retreats and tells Joe that he should have stayed where he was. Uh, I think he says you should have stayed in oblivion or something like that is what he says. Something like that, yeah. Right. And uh, and that's probably in the show. So we do get a stare down, but it wasn't, I mean, it really wasn't much different than what we saw at the takeover. And it didn't have the novelty of Joe debuting. So it just... Like everything else on the show, I just felt like they were, which I, the problem with this is like, okay, this whole show is kind of a, some worthless matches thrown on here to let us know what happened on TakeOver, which I get it if this is like, like, okay, me as a kid in the 90s and I can't afford the pay-per-view, I need to watch Raw or something so I know what happened. But like, if you can watch this, you can watch the TakeOver because you have the right. network. So why in the fuck would I need a recap? Like, just because... Is this is the way like wrestling is supposed to be? You do a recap show after yeah. the bit, but like it doesn't fit. Like, and then we just have worthless matches. We don't advance a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So it just it felt like the NXT version of like like the C show, whatever that would be yeah. like, like a Sunday morning recap show, which is not necessary when it's on the same <sighs> network. So I gave this whole episode a, like a three out of ten. It was totally skippable. Yeah, sadly, yep. um, I'm I'm at a four out of ten, but it. Uh, you say, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I just I, I just re-listened to our um, unstoppable episode to refresh me because you know, like I said, it's been two months, and you know, I've lived eight lifetimes since then, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I really like that show. Apparently, <laughs> I do remember liking that show. So, and it was a surprise because all the build had been bullshit. And then it was like, surprise, a decent show. And then, hey, guess what? We're back to bullshit. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know how to do TV on NXT no. yet. They well, don't capitalize also, on the momentum. Yeah. 
and it's also like how they and Jake, you brought this up in the past, how they run commercials in the middle of matches. Oh, yeah. And it's right. like your commercials aren't even first of all, you don't have to do them at all. And second of all, they aren't even commercials. They're just house ads, basically. So what is the point of interrupting a match to do this other than it's just the way it's done, right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, they have a completely new business model here. I get that you're kind of figuring it out. You're you're making it up as you go along, but try some different things. Like take advantage of this platform that you have to to do it a different way so that it's not just like a cookie cutter as you put it, Jake, see recap show on a Saturday morning, you know. Sadly, though, 1998 WCW Worldwide, this is not. Um, <laughs> because it's really lacking in some heat in that heat department. I would agree, totally disposable. You could have skipped this coming off the takeover and missed nothing. Um, big fat three out of me, too. I'm kind of tempted to go lower, but that just sort of feels right. Do you think this takes away anything from Kevin Owens and uh, the fact that he had this huge win against Cena, you know, like right before this, you know, does it seem odd in any way? I think it makes NXT like, I, I think you see it in that show. Like that's definitely their priority with them. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, he's fighting this schmuck. <laughs> uh, Chris Farley motherfucker on NXT. Meanwhile, yeah. on the big show, he's facing Cena. Like it just, just makes it seem like NXT is definitely like on the back burner. Right. Is this is Kevin the first um I guess example of us being main roster angry, or is he used correctly when he gets when he goes from here to the main roster? That might be a in the future question. I don't know, but I, I, I'm not I, sure how long yeah. he stays here as champ because he's beating Cena on Raw and pay per views. Right. Well, so that's in my mind. I mean, that means I think he goes that's home. the issue. Yeah. Yeah. I think the issue is it clearly if if Kevin Owens is at the point where he's working exhibition matches against John Cena and gets a win, right, which leads to a like full on feud between them. Um, you can tell that whatever he's doing in NXT is already an afterthought, mm-hmm. which right. is sad in a way, because if he was at least having facing like suitable, comparable competition, like if they rolled right into, uh, this, a Samoa Joe feud mm-hmm. or went ahead and, and did the uh the Finn Balor match like it'd be like okay you know this is a guy who's clearly got his hands full kind of fighting a war on two fronts um there's this stuff going on in NXT meanwhile he's got his eye on the on the main roster his his focus is split but it's not like NXT necessarily feels inferior it's just you know um yeah he may be on the way out but um it's still it still could be compelling for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just so not the case with the way they, they handle this. And um, if anything, it's kind of funny. Um, I think of KO as being 
one of the maybe rare success stories in making That's it what to the I was main thinking. roster. It's but the it's opposite sort of, at of the, main roster. Yeah, it's like at the expense of NXT. Instead of, yeah, instead right. of him mm-hmm. looking shitty, mm-hmm. he looks good kind of at NXT's expense. Right. Um, That's it. Yep. I never thought of that before, like, really. Why can't they figure this out? It should mm-hmm. be a... I get that there there may be a period of overlap, but mm-hmm. we saw how janky that, that handling was with Paige, right? right. That's, that's where we originated the term main roster anchor. So she <laughs> was the genesis a, more than Kevin, really. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, because it was I like, think it may be too, like later down the line. Is it I later? Be, That's what I was thinking. Is it not there? Or mm-hmm. we not there? I yet? think as you see well, more prominent people like down the line, like that people are thinking like, well, not, these guys are the like, future. Mm-hmm. Have like the Ascension not already bombed out on the main right. roster pretty much. <laughs> right. We saw Adam Rose totally tank and now he's back. Um, mm-hmm. And then actually Emma sort of had the same, although she, I think there were some personal issues there where didn't she end up getting fired and then they rehired her or something? I don't know. But right. there's been some, you know, they, they haven't committed to the whole call-up thing just yet, I don't feel, um, except when it comes to their champions. So, yeah, I mean, the biggest ones are, are probably going to be Paige and soon to be Kevin Owens. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they've had a few, like some of those mid-carters have uh, – have flaked out big time. Um, right. I remember people being real high on the Ascension, right? Mm-hmm. Which we never were. Nope. <laughs> right. Mean, let's let's never hated anyone more. Actually, call it like it is there, but right. um, there are people who maybe I don't know saw one, one or a few Ascension matches in NXT and were like, "Oh, they're the Road Warriors, the modern day Road right. Warriors." Get them on the main roster, and it was like, y'all clearly haven't been paying attention, but. Right. I think we'll have to track, like, as we watch it, when we've seen so much of them, what are, like, if you would ask us when the Ascension went up, we'd be like, no, they're going to suck because they suck. Like, it's not WWE's fault. Like, they botched it. Like, they're just not good. So I think we'll have to see, like, as we see what they are in NXT, like, do we even expect them to translate? Right. And again, with Adam Rose, I just, I don't understand why they did that call up in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, of course, it failed. So not right. because he's terrible. It's just he has a very his act is is built for a a small crowd, mm-hmm. and it just it didn't translate. So, but yeah. Right. Um, so, all right. I totally derailed us. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. But it kind of goes into. What I was this thinking some of that. I was thinking of some of that stuff too, Jenny. I'm, I'm okay, glad you yeah. brought it up. Yeah, but it kind of goes in here because we like we start the next one. So it's like the June third, twenty fifteen, and the first thing they show us is KO at that mm-hmm. elimination chamber mm-hmm. beating Cena. And Again. like I remember, yeah, I remember this being like a, like opposite of main roster angry. Like people were so yes. hyped about this, they were like, because if you had watched, I mean, like I think if you were not watching NXT like we did, you would have probably liked to watch the Takeover. So I just had these matches with Sammy, saw the character, and think it's kind of a cool character. And then he comes, he beats Cena in this like great match. And you're thinking like, okay, like when they get these big indie guys and he had all this buzz from being so good in the indies, like in Ring of Honor and stuff, 
and people were thinking like, man, they might actually take these guys and like elevate them and like use them correctly. Like I remember there was so much buzz. People were so into this. They were like, KO is going to be like this huge heel star. Like he's great. He has great matches. The character's cool. Like they were so hyped for this. Ooh, you know, who I think is probably floundering on the main roster right now. I, and I can't even tell you what he was probably doing. Neville. Of course. Right. He's been gone. He's been out of NXT now for a minute. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a main roster. I remember right? they, I remember they did that stupid superhero thing with him. Yeah. He's like mighty mouse kind of deal. Yeah. But I don't think they did that right away. Um, I feel like they didn't use him at all for a while. Yeah. He gets a little bit better when it comes like the heel kind of thing, but uh-huh. definitely one that based on how high we are, they never, you know, Mm-mm. right. And I'm trying to think of when it was like, okay, they blew it with, with are people saying that yet? I don't know. I, I just, I don't have a sense of, what he was even doing, you know, on the main roster at this stage. Right. But yeah, so KO beats Cena. It's there's a lot of buzz with that. It's like a big deal. And uh Regal tells us that we're gonna have a major announcement tonight. So we'll see what's up with that. But yeah, definitely a huge dichotomy between what we just saw from KO. They're certainly not capitalizing on the buzz. Like if they're thinking like man, people are gonna see KO on the pay-per-view and be like I had to check out NXT and they turn on NXT and see the bullshit we just watched it's uh not a good transition like like oh man look ko he's so good let me check out oh he's facing this fucking uh hacker guy so and uh we also find out tonight we're gonna get finn versus rhino so right and then we, we head to our opening match which is gonna be um we just mentioned him adam rose so uh to to your point tim he's already he's making a trek back down here to florida to nxt um despite his uh main roster aspirations he's gonna be facing tyler breeze uh um also it doesn't look good for him that they'll even bother doing the rosebuds uh nope. he looks depressed <laughs> just like stalking he out here without the... depressed. yeah he looks probably uh, is dis- disheveled uh <laughs> i like Corey trolling byron saying uh oh yeah you probably won the exotic express would you do drink three diet cokes or whatever like <laughs> I thought that was actually a good dig by Corey. Um, Tyler scurries away, kind of uh, stalls a bit. Rose finally gets him and hits some chops. Uh, of course, we go to a long-ass headlock like we have to in all these matches for some reason. Um, Tyler wakes it up with a nice uh, springboard dropkick. Uh, he gets dumped, and we go to commercial, like we said, for no reason uh, to stop any slight <laughs> momentum the match might have yep. been building. And we come back to, of course, Adam Rose and a sleeper. Uh I felt like this whole match, like Tyler's a little more face-ish, like the way he mm-hmm. was in this match. Uh, he fires up with a kick. Rose cuts him off. Uh, Tyler eats a spine buster. Um, and Rose rolls it into a Boston Crab, which I thought was a decent spot. Tyler yep. breaks, gets a rope break. Um, <laughs> Adam Rose gets like the Cactus Jack elbow, which is uh-huh. random. Uh, but then he runs right into a beauty shot, and Tyler wins. So, uh the highlight of this for me was uh, seeing Tyler kind of work more face-ish. Uh, I thought it was good and kind of fits his style. I guess we'll see how it translates to his character. Um, but I thought uh, Rose kind of held this down a bit because he's just kind of slow and stiff and can't do a whole lot. He had a few spots that were okay. But 
I ended up going two and a half, which was maybe generous, but uh, I thought Tyler was was pretty good in this, so he held it up. But the rose, the rose headlocks, and the slow spots were it's a bit to overcome, Jenny. I like your rating because I, <laughs> I had a two question mark. I don't because yes. unsure two and a half, <laughs> right? Like because everything says that I should hate this and this should be a waste of my time. But you're right. I, I had a note. Is this a Tyler turn? And also, it looks like he was in a car wash with the shit that he was wearing on his legs. <laughs> it should be covered in soap and washing my windshield. And commentary was equally ridiculous. They had some absolutely god-awful shit to say. Like, during this match, it was dumb as hell listening to that. That being um... said... I did like it eventually. And I it was the Boston Crab. I was like, okay, I like that. The beauty shot was sick. So, like, and there was some, I don't know. There was some chemistry in the match. But, look, I don't know. I got nothing. Tim? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I, I kind of do think um, I hate this match and it was a waste of my time. And yet, I did not give it a dud. Um, right. <laughs> I, I'm sort of with you as far as that two star question mark because <laughs> it shouldn't, it's not even really that good. It's just, <laughs> it should have been, I guess, maybe a little better given who's involved, but you have to ding it for like the rest holds that just there's no reason to do that. Um, in a match like this, there's, just, you know, the headlocks, the chin locks, the sleeper, which is, again, threatening to put me to sleep. Um, fucking commercial break in the middle of the match. It's like, which is not their fault, right? I can't fault the performers for that, but still, it's just a, a dumb decision that detracts from the match. Um, it feels like they maybe had planned, planned out, like, the last three minutes and that was maybe all they had and we're told on the way out hey this actually has to be a 10 minute match and they're like what <laughs> so the first you know three quarters of this are just going through the motions nothing happening and you're like oh my god and adam rose has such bizarre offense that it's it's just like huh and he's not really wrestling with any real sense of urgency. So you're like, what is, what is going on between these two? But then it kind of weirdly picks up in that last, you know, three minute stretch, two minute stretch, really. And uh, it, it doesn't get to the point of being good, but I guess it's worth at least two stars. Again, question mark. The fan, the the crowd, by the way, is chanting uh, for Leo Kruger, which was right. Remember that was uh, Rose's original gimmick in NXT, and I'm like, what did they get into the Quaaludes? I mean, what is going on with uh, this they're, crowd? They're just adding to his depression. They right? yeah, right. Like he was wrestling like a depressed man without this cleaned up <laughs> no more drugs no more posse no more, yeah just... i mean so shit. worst match ever it was i <laughs> pretty much worst match ever nation. two stars yeah worst match ever yeah. two stars this is uh yeah tyler breeze versus adam rose in a requiem for a dream match um, 
right. So we got uh, with Devin that was interviewing a TNA stipulation, probably right. <laughs> of course, yes. The uh, the ass to ass. Abyss and and Stephen Richards probably had a uh, or Stevie Richards probably in TNA had a had an ass to ass match for sure at some point. I look forward to getting to it on how to the Impact Zone in two thousand eight or something. Oh yeah. But um, okay, so so Devin interviews Solomon Crow for some reason. He said he's feeling pretty <laughs> feeling pretty beaten, but he but it, it's nothing he's never felt before. This um, is where he super sounds like Chris Farley, by the way. Yeah, he says he'll be Stuff back. That in I the haven't ring. felt like before, Devin. <laughs> I'm going to be back in the ring with the NXT champ, which seems very doubtful based on his uh, performance. No, sir. No, you're not. His delivery is so bad and weird. He's yes. terrible. Just bad. He's real bad. Goth Chris Farley. <laughs> Nowhere I've never been. <laughs> Nowhere I've never Jeez. been, David. KO killed me. I don't know you're talking like this. <laughs> Stupid fuck. Oh All my right. god. All right. Then we see uh Dana Brooke went to Brazil uh for the mm. Arnold Classic, I think, or something, oh which they're definitely in bed with. She did some awesome working out and looking good at a competition. So, way to go! Well, she good exercised the best of all the exercisers there. So yeah, good. she was so blonde, you guys. And bronze. Mm. Yeah, just flexing and stuff it was great. Very Lex Lugerish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, so if they thought that the uh, Solomon Crow interview was not awkward enough, we had to Eva Marie. Who comes out to speak on the now? This we whole need thing, more than Lex Luger, Eva Marie. So she comes out, and so this was a whole. I can't figure out if this was like. So if what they were going for was her to be like really awkward and get booed, they accomplished it. Yes, it was a ten out of ten. If that was mm. her intention, if not, then yeah. So she comes out. The crowd is just like Gone. giving her, just letting her have it. Like they start yeah. booing her. She like, does this weird force laugh, and it was like ha ha ha. Uh, you can't wrestle, chant. Uh, oh my god. She says she was at takeover to see what all the buzzing was about, which is a weird way of phrasing this that. Is not uh, a thing not, that you say. Yeah, yeah, not what the buzz was about, but everyone was buzzing about. Um. She said she was like the women stole the show. Am I right? Um, and she says that's why she's here. <laughs> she's so ro- she's so robotic. Um, just really she is definitely created by an AI. I mean, uh-huh, uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. So again, like I don't know. Depending on what the point is, this is either like the worst promo ever, or like if they want her to. Which part of me has to like they had to have. Or like yeah. it was either that or like to punish her because like why would you do this in front of the crowd? They always do backstage promos. They clearly wanted her to go out here and get slaughtered by the crowd, and I guess that's what happened if, if that's what they were going for because it was real awkward. All right, so uh, I am y'all are going to have to help me out. Um, I am led to believe that Eva Marie. Looks wise, take away everything else, mm-hmm. is like an eleven out of ten. Yeah, she's hot. Okay, she you would you would agree with the general sentiment that she is super hot. Yeah, I mean it's fake looking, but it's hot though. But crazy hot, right? I mean, Jake, is that sort of your? 
it like she has that look where it looks like her whole body has makeup on it like not yes. just you know what i mean like <laughs> even like her arms have makeup if that makes sense you know what i'm saying of, yeah. like to jenny's point like yeah i mean no one's gonna sit here and be like you know like oh this is an unattractive woman but it's very i remember looks like for wrestling fans and this is like a quote-unquote wrestling right. chick it was like the way people talked about her was like Oh, I don't care about her wrestling. She just blows all the other chicks out of the water, kind of thing. Like she was just put on a, she was placed on like another level as far just looks wise by male wrestling fans. Um, okay, that makes sense. It, anyway, that's my that's my recollection. Anyway, um, and I have a horse in the race. I, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> she, she certainly she seems attractive. I. Personally, I, I don't see how she's that mm-hmm. much hotter than right. Like right. you're any other hot wrestling person out. Anyway, point being, I think they still have that thing that they're trying to get out of their system when it comes to female wrestling personalities. Where if it's like if you're too hot, quote unquote. Um, you have to be like punished or humbled a little bit. Right. Which is like super gross and super sexist. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's still a little bit of that attitude prevalent here, even though like we're doing, we're, we're letting the women have real matches now, you know, at least in NXT increasingly. So on the main roster as well, that will continue to improve. There's still that like, well, you know, there's the women who wrestle and there are the women who are supermodel personalities, basically. And that's how Eva Marie is being presented. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is, as I recall, I, I'm, I may not be remembering this exactly right. And so we're going to trot her out there um, because she's had it so easy and have her get booed because she can't wrestle. And we know that our fans are right. not the kindest, most sophisticated bunch in the world, and they're going to give her hell, and that's exactly what we want. And right, like the NXT fans, particular, like we're like wrestling, uh-huh. like pure wrestling fans. You know? Yeah. So how dare you you bring this loser out here? You know, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, heat is heat, right? It's still she's still getting nuclear heat. But I sort of think they're doing it for a, a right. very self-serving kind of reason. Sure. Um, and maybe I'm reading way too much into that, right? But I just know there are many years where we did encounter that kind of treatment um, for, I, I call it the supermodel era of women's mm-hmm. wrestling, where they just weren't even allowed to work real matches. I mean, they were given no time and no real training. And it was a miracle if they put anything together that wasn't a total botch fest. And that's not a reflection of, you know, the that that's not me being shitty towards the performers. It's just they were not put in a position to succeed. And this is like, well, we can use her to get heat, but we're going to be kind of disrespectful about yeah. it at the same time. And, like, I don't buy that they're going to do anything with it either. Like, go anywhere with it. Yeah, like, there's not going to be a payoff to this, you know? No. Right. So, like, what's the point? I guess just to, yeah, to have a weird segment, I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah, this is not going to like lead to her becoming GM like a Vicky Guerrero, right? Who <laughs> no. also no, who, just... got, who got nuclear heat and was made fun of because mm-hmm. she was fat and dumpy looking and a bitch, right? Like, and then you know that they actually did turn that into something where they make her a more consistent presence and character on the show and work the the authority figure angle with her and capitalize on the heat um and she got some pretty good paydays out of it you know but uh this is really not that no it definitely comes off like a one-off like just let her go out there and get destroyed yeah it was yeah verbally at least all right so we uh we go to william regal he his big announcement is that uh at the July 4th show happening in Japan that will uh, air live on the WWE Network. He tells us that Finn Balor will be facing KO. So that's when they're going to have the match. It will not be a takeover. So um, interesting. Something else that's not really happening within the, a big match that's not happening. It has within. NXT involved, but not in the NXT universe per se. What's um? Was this, what do they call it? Beast in the East? <laughs> yes, I believe you're right. Yep. I think, I think that's how it. they branded it, which mm-hmm. I didn't hate that idea, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Like, um, it's like you would think the, the move is to switch the belt to Balor at the next takeover. But as we know, it's a long time between these takeovers. Mm-hmm. And it feels like to wait that long would require a lot of treading water and they seem to want to move on KO quickly. So I don't know, maybe the sooner you get that belt off of him and move him on, yeah. the better. So I, and then this is a, again, yeah, like you said yeah, earlier, like something there, new. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like something, something new. new. Yeah. It, precisely. So purely a network experiment that exactly the type of thing you want to see them doing with this platform. So yeah, throw a marquee match on there. Fuck. Yeah. All right, right, we go to uh, our next match. It's going to be Carmella versus Alexa. So the big showdown, uh, representing their boys who are all on the outside here. Uh, Some thrashing by Mella. She doesn't always do the thrashing, but she was in full thrash mode here. Uh, I love Enzo and Cass getting hyped when she's doing the thrashing. Like, they're just jumping all over each other. It was great. Uh, Alexa takes over with an odd like kind of wasn't like a straight headlock but some weird variation of a headlock like there's got to be some old showed back like a build a mod or one of these motherfuckers that's telling all these people you got to do a headlock if you really know how to work man you gotta do a fucking 10 minute headlock like it's gotta be like it like they all just seem so weird and forced like it's like gotta be within the first two minutes they go to like a 90 second headlock i don't know but uh Mella fires up with the uh, Staten Island shuffle Alexa that but quickly steals it with a roll-up after that so uh not a very long match definitely not a clinic of you know offensive maneuvers here but the attitude was there and there's like heat with it because these two teams have been feuding um and again I feel like Alexa now we see it more in the ring with this one but I feel like she was wrestling with that same personality that we saw her with the promo mm-hmm. so she's coming along so I only want to start a half but it's like we gave the other earlier match like the worst two star ever. There's like the best one and a half star match ever because mm-hmm. like I feel like they didn't get a chance to do a whole lot, but I felt like we're moving in a positive, at least like character. Like it had the heat there. They just didn't really have a whole lot 
didn't get really good enough time to put on like a really good match. Jenny. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I called her uh, Milla Gone Wild because she was very <laughs> uncaged uh, in the first part of that. Um, and yeah, I wanted a little bit more time. Like I think they are both very green, but they are definitely learning a lot very quickly. Um, and and in the same way that the other, you know, kind of the higher tier women's division moved along very quickly. Theirs is different. Uh, they're feuding for different reasons, which is good. Some diversity and not just cat fighting. This is, it has a tinge of a cat fight feel, but not really. It's not really, they don't cheapen it up really much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a real uh, beef between two women that don't like each other. Um but yeah, like Alexa really is working that <laughs> heel offense way better. It just seems to come way natural, way more natural to her than what she was doing previously. She looks great. Um, peppy match, athletic as hell, and thrashy, like you said, perfect adjective for for Mello. But she was she was so good and excited. Um, I I like the guys standing around watching the match too. So. I did two and a quarter stars. I don't give a shit, Tim. <laughs> All right. Um, I shall go one and three quarter. Best one and three quarter star match ever. Um, All right. All right. I, and this is something I've said before, but it is a credit to this brand that we can even say things like uh, the upper mid card of the women's division right that it's not just one it's not just one flat tier right where Mm -hmm. everyone is just wrestling for the championship and they rotate whoever the challenger of the month is in and out like we have actual storylines not not just those for the belt but we've got like a personal little grudge match here Mm -hmm. within the 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 lower rankings of the women's division which that's what you want to see in a proper division. That's why you call it a division, right? So uh, just credit for what they've accomplished getting to that point on its own. Uh, and yeah, this match is is not a technical marvel by any means, but I think the way that it's worked sort of suits the storyline. There's nothing egregiously bad here. Um, you know, Alexa works that uh, neck vice on Carmella. And I think Carmella does a pretty good job of remembering to sell it throughout the match mm-hmm. with a little mm-hmm. bit of time that they get here. Um, like she makes her come back, but she's still like holding her neck, which that just seems like one of the little things that you don't even see like a lot of the season um, guys do on this, this show. And um, so I, I just, I really appreciated that. And, you know, it, it, it's a little bit truncated with that finish, but mm-hmm. Does make sense. Alexa stealing the win with that, you know, rope assisted roll up. Um, but uh, just leaves you with uh, more story to tell. And you don't hate the idea of seeing a rematch between these two, which can't really ask for more than that, I suppose. Bill's rare, right? That we're not saying like, God, I'm I'm over this feud. I'm yeah. I'm done with this shit. Like we're yeah, like, fuck okay, this, that was on. good. Yeah. We'll take more of that, please. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it feels nice. Let's see what else? Yeah, let's see what yeah. else they got in the tank. 
Lots of shrieking yeah. by Carmella also. Lots, lots. Of... Yeah, she's very vocal wrestler. <laughs> very vocal. And Alexis, she's pissed. too. Yeah. So happens mm. when you mess with my boys. You're right. Well, it's also right. continuing the evolution of, of these characters where True. we've seen really a role reversal over the course of about a year where Alexa was this, you know, happy-go-lucky cheerleader type. And Carmella was sort of the, like, the the mean mean girl from Staten Island or whatever. And now Carmella is the face, the plucky underdog, and Alexa's the big bitch. So, yeah, I mean, my God, character growth in a proper division. Yes, please. Okay. All right. We go to Rhino. He's with Devin and he says that he's <laughs> back to focusing on getting back to, he's focused on getting back to the top here in NXT. Finn's theatrics are not going to distract him and he will become the champ. So, uh, okay, sure. All right. Rhino. In other words, he's decided he's had enough of getting topped by Baron Corbin. No, <laughs> it's going to move on to a smaller man. Finn, Finn Balor. Right. All right, then we get a, a very long, we we finally get an update on Sammy, and we see, for some reason, like footage of Sammy's uh, shoulder surgery. So it's like a long segment. You see this Dr. Dr. Dugas. Um, it was a bigger injury than they thought, says Dr. Dugas. He also had a rotator cuff injury uh, issue, and we're going to await the return of Sammy. He says when he comes back, he's going to, you know, I'll be back stronger than ever, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, I love Sammy. I know we're always trying to, like, they're trying to get us by him. Like, he's enough of an underdog. I don't need, like, a 10-minute him having surgery scene at this point. Like, you know, he's Sammy's underdog. I don't know. I This felt a little well, bit, like, unnecessary. Yeah. For me, anyway. I don't know. I didn't need the – I mean, I do like these as, like, a throwback because it's something you would see, like, on older wrestling shows. But I don't know. I was okay. No, this is a fucking waste of time. Well, I, I, I get that. I think the only reason I I do find I do find it somewhat valuable is that um, Sammy's character is such that again because he does play the underdog who loses all mm-hmm. the time and is is doing like worked injury angles all the time. For example, this is their way of telling you, okay, he's not just it's working. A shoot. Yeah. It's right, yeah, right. like we're seeing legit surgery. Um, hint, hint, he's really gonna be out for a while this time, you guys. He's not just right, you know, doing a storyline. I guess the injury. issue is like we've seen it like so much with him. It's like, uh, okay, we know something else that's, shitty happened. I think You're down on your luck, Sam. Yeah, that's the problem with that you see with this type of character is like you kind of cry wolf too often that the one time it is real, it's like how many fucking times is this guy going to, you know, <laughs> right. be out of, be out of right. action. It's just what a loser, you know, I'm depressed in my driveway. I tore my rotator. It's like, okay, <laughs> like we get it. We're so, I feel like they're like, feel sympathetic. I'm like, I know. Okay. I feel sympathy for him. Yeah. It's fine. Like, yeah, that's, I need to meet his fucking doctor. Yeah. I, I think it's one thing to have them lose over and over, but when you do like, Oh, Sammy got destroyed like never before, and it's like except for the last time that that happened, right? <laughs> right. Like, you can't go to that well over and over again. It's it's enough to make him just an underdog who can't win the big one. He doesn't have to actually get beaten within an inch of his life, you know, every time he loses. 
because you see when he actually does has have a severe injury, it's like, well, I guess this guy's really never going to win because he's <laughs> injured all the time. All the time, yeah. Glass bones. So. I guess yeah. I, I absolutely see the point because we were questioning, you know, is this real or is this <laughs> fake, you know, at the end of the pay-per-view, so... Oh, yeah. right, I guess my thing is like do it in like 30 seconds. Like, oh Sammy, it's exactly. surgery. It's legit. Here's some this. No, like the doctor going, like, Well, actually, if you looked at the x-rays, it was uh, actually more severe than we thought. Okay, got it. Like he's yeah, already they showed up. footage of his surgery. Like, yeah, I don't like, need to see inside of Sammy Zane's body to know that he had surgery. So I kind of um, like that stuff. I think I it's knew, because I, I like knew you would drums. say that. You like that stuff. Like I'm that nosy, stuff. so I like it too, but not in wrestling. I don't know. Well, especially if it's somebody I'm really invested in, because I'm like, God damn it, so and so was on such a roll. Now they're gonna be out for six months. Blah, blah, blah. And then when you actually see, like they, this is their doctor talking to that person's fans, essentially about it, and with a very level head, saying this is what's wrong. This is how we are gonna go in and fix it. So. You know, kind of give you some confidence that they're they're in good hands for one thing, and uh, that this you know procedure, whatever they had to undergo, was successful, and just the curiosity factor, of course, of oh, what does it look like in there? <laughs> I mean, I just have that that morbid curiosity, but it's like, all right, they fixed him up. Now he's just got to recover. I'm feeling better about the fact that even though I'm not going to see my favorite guy for a while, that that you know. He he isn't just sitting on the sidelines waiting to get some surgery by some quack, right? <laughs> like, I mean, not that that's really a thing, but it, it just gives you that level of intimacy and I think confidence that you know they're going to yeah. be back. Because wrestling be fans right. will stay up at night wondering about that. Like, is, is I mean, some quack working on my favorite wrestler? <laughs> Look, you, you, didn't, you, you, you didn't live through the, the early 2000s uh, um, multiple neck fusions era where oh, oh, of Kurt Angle broke yeah, Kurt Angle broke his neck in five different places and was like oh, them showing you Triple H's out. quad, like they have oh, a squad and shit his with the lasers and shit. And, yeah, like <laughs> well, and Kurt like really he was like, hmm, I could get this done by the guy who does all of these, and that'll put me out for a year. I don't really like that. Or let me go talk to Scott Hall because I think he had this done. <laughs> yeah. And he seems like a pretty good authority on how to take care of yourself. So let me go to Scott Hall. Yeah, why don't we just do this thing where they gorilla glued and you can come back in six weeks? <laughs> Which is exactly what they did. So, right. And he came back and um, got hit with a chair like three months later and his neck exploded again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he got it done again. And you're like, well, this guy's going to oh be dead God, for years. Yeah. It's amazing that Kurt Angle is still a lot. To say nothing of the fact that he can still move. Like that, he is even still alive and halfway cognizant. It tells me he has some kind of superhuman ability. He has that that Ric Flair gene. Because anybody else would be fucking dead. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, well, that's an aside. Well, Tim, if you have a more as somebody who was kind of a, a human a body, uh, yeah. 
Boy, have I got the match for you because oh, uh, we have a, a, we have a okay. morbid individual returning here. So first, we get, I guess the semi-return of the Vaude Villains. I feel like we haven't seen yeah. them much lately. So they're back and they're going to be facing Jason Jordan and his new partner. So he scoured the locker room and he decided the best possible partner is Marcus Louis. Oh, my God. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, what? Corey Deja, oh. what are we doing? Wasn't um, that like a year ago? Yeah, it was. It's been a while. He it was a long. It was another time. It was the podcast. A, it was another time. We were Corey calls people. the Vaude Villains uh, one of the most celebrated teams in NXT, which kind of gives you an idea of the NXT tag division. I mean, they're all right, but most celebrated teams. I don't think they've had a match that went more than like seven minutes ever. So. Mm-hmm. um he looks like uh, Marcus Louis looks like if like Baron Corbin went through like the Tim, what's the thing on the fly? Like the machine? <laughs> what's that called? The telepod. The, uh, yeah, he went in the telepod yeah. and like things got <laughs> where didn't quite come out right on the other side. Yeah, like a rearranged Baron Corbin clone. <laughs> this <laughs> man, cellular. <laughs> his, like he didn't he didn't fuse with any he fused no. with his own self yeah it's just when he yeah he fused but it just got like, jumbled on the way out before yeah be- before he he fixed the telepod to be able to handle organic matter and the telepod was like i i don't know i think it's like this you know just <laughs> it's kind of spit out whatever and it turns the monkey inside out that's that's the the version of the telepod that he went through it's his mannerisms are yeah. so fucking absurd. Like he's moving all over. Like his yeah. limbs are flailing. It's just a ridiculous yeah. human is, being. Is he doing Voldemort? I don't know. He's like it's Charlie Voldemort. He does kind of look like a, a Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro like creation. <laughs> <laughs> he's like dancing his fingers along the top rope. Like he looks like Hands Gollum. Labyrinth. Like kind of yes. just huddled oh, in the is. corner. Odd Meanwhile, right? I mean, speaking of odd genetics, we the last time we saw him, the very cells that made up our bodies are now dead completely, have been replaced at least one, <laughs> possibly two times over. That's how long it's been since we've seen this guy on television. So it just it, why? And then they're running it in the same way that they, they introduced him the first time right. around. Somebody's replacement tag team partner i after yeah. this very elaborate search for a tag i say elaborate but this <laughs> search for a tag team partner <laughs> and to like jason joy like the most straight late like his whole thing he's supposed to be i guess kind of like an amateur wrestler kind of guy yeah and like yeah. he's like you know who i should get this uh <laughs> this freakish individual well, um, like his father, Kurt Angle, I guess the, the common thread there is poor judgment when it comes to right. these very important decisions. Um, uh, but the match, so that the vaude villains control, and then Jason Jordan takes over, and hey, guess what we do? We go to a long chin lock, who would have thought? Um, they're kind of pushing Jason Jordan as like heelish, I guess, through this whole search. Like, I guess he's part of his heel character now as he's shunning Chad Gable. Um, yeah. Marcus Louis comes in and just screams, screams while, um, what do they say? He's like, he's holding the mandible of, uh, yeah. I forget who he had, but I just remember them using the term. Mandible. It doesn't matter. So a mandible Maybe. lock. Um, Rich says that he's quote, clearly insane. Which, yeah, clearly. Clearly. Uh, Corey even says he even used the term thrashing about Marcus Louis that he's thrashing around. Uh, the match kind of sucks because Marcus Louis is 
just an absurd man. Uh, Simon Gotch gets the hot tag and they hit the whirling dervish for the win. So a one star match that I could barely pay attention to because I was just enamored with the ridiculousness of Marcus Louis and his um, existence, I guess. What a God, I'm, I'm watching it back right now. And I... <laughs> He's clearly insane. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I Actually, I'm kind of he... into the character work. I'm going to be honest with you. Right, it's just it's it's oddly fascinating. I it's kind of of amazing. He's sort of channeling like 2003 Kane when he like when he first Mm -hmm. unmasked, and but he's not like as intimidating, you know, a physical presence. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of it's like Kane by way of one of the mutants from the hills have eyes. Right. <laughs> he's like he's like too deranged to be able to like physically wrestle. I think is he the issue should here. be able to function. Yeah. Like he's too right, inbred. He's... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's too mutated. <laughs> oh he's boy. Too mutated is the is the word I mutated. Not not to be an uh you know anti mutite <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Far be it for me. Um, needless to say, I think Jason Jordan realizes this was a poor decision. Yeah, dumbass. So, well, you know, at least uh, he fills out his his um, singlet thing that he wears. All right, because that boy's back in heat. he's gonna. I mean, I just don't understand how. He, he is going to resist the the advances of Chad Gable, right? To thinking that this again, um, Hills Have Eyes mutant is going <laughs> to make for a stable tag team partner. I just it doesn't. What are you thinking, Jason Jordan? Be stupid. Don't worry about it. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Famous Jason Jordan supporter Jennifer Smith, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Back to the He's drawing pretty. Board That's about it. Yeah, he didn't bad to look at. All right. We get a, a pretty basic Sasha hype video. She's the baddest, yeah. the meanest. Uh, kind of like a precursor to the EST stuff, honestly. That's what like, I wrote, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like pretty, well, huh. Um, On the original but, list. <laughs> right. Pretty pretty standard stuff there. Then we go to Finn. Uh, he says that KO is the real deal, but he says that KO is going to meet the demon and he will walk out as champ on July 4th in Japan. So pretty... Uh, not, Finn never knocks my socks off with these promos. Yep. Nope. Really. Pretty generic. No, thank you. Um, but we'll head to our main event where he's going to be facing Rhino, who's, uh, as Tim said, he's moving on from getting topped by Baron Corbin. As he tries to end with uh, Finn. So, pretty uh, obvious power versus speed matchup they're going with this. They kind of jockey for position. Of course, Rhino has the power advantage here. Finn manages to kick Rhino. Rhino, as they say, uncharacteristically goes to the top rope for some reason. Pretty much just to get kicked off. Uh, Finn goes to a dive as we go to another needless break. Uh, Rhino, we come back and Rhino's got a leg scissors on. So, I used to see in Rhino work like a uh, on the mat here. Not a whole lot of energy happened in this one. We go to a chin lock, finally get a spine buster by Rhino, wakes it up, but then Finn comes back, hits a Pele kick, sling blade, and then, as we said, or like his 
is like three moves of doom or whatever, and then wins with the coup de gras. So kind of, I don't know, like same thing we said about his match earlier. Like I like his finishing sequence, but everything up to that point was just kind of like, I couldn't really get into anything up to that. So kind of somewhere I went two stars on this Jenny, like pretty blah until you got to like the last 45 seconds. I mean, it is kind of blah. And one of my notes says I checked out for a minute. Um, seemed like yep. a decent match, but you know, just waiting for the end there. I guess it's cool to see like Rhino. I, I'm 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 a Rhino fan, so I guess I enjoy seeing him. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> so I like I don't know. I like watching him work. So anyway, I did two stars. Yeah, um, I don't mind seeing Rhino work a real match either. It's been a minute since he's done anything other than like a squash, which typically mm-hmm. he's been on the losing end of here in NXT for his. And he's a He's a pro, right? And he's a pro. He's an absolute veteran. He knows veteran. what he's doing. This, I mean, it, this does drag a little bit, but yeah. it, it's kind of just extended heat segment type stuff before Finn makes his inevitable comeback that you know was coming. Mm-hmm. So perfectly acceptable wrestling there. I just I think we're all kind of similar in that none of us would say Finn Balor is a bad wrestler, but I find him just awfully formulaic. I um, agree. No urgency. I There's no know. urgency in this. Mm-mm. Yeah, like he can he can turn it on, right? Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I've never seen a good Finn Balor match by any means. It's just he's sort of like doesn't get out of second gear in this nope. one, and that's kind of like not a great mood for for him because again he is so very formulaic and it's never like actively mm-hmm. bad. It's just not compelling at all. Very dependent on who he's in there with, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And the gimmick doesn't match his wrestling style. Not really. The demon does not connect to him. It's like it's just not a great fit. Right. And I mean, I've been on record. I don't really get the demon anyway. Like, it just, I've never really been on board with that. Um, I could see it as a, if he just if he just were to do it and they just let it speak for itself, that would be one thing. But the fact that they make such a big deal out of it and act like, oh, it's such a radical character shift when he does this. It's like, oh, it's like he goes to this different headspace. And it's like, no, he wrestles the same damn match, same whether he does the demon entrance or not. And I don't buy it as an intimidation tactic because these are grown ass men. And one guy coming out doing an elaborate cosplay is not going to make his opponent go, well, I'm really shitting my pants now. Like, I mean, it's just, it's stupid. It's, it's real. It's always been real. Like Shakespeare in the park, dumb, bad Mm. theatrics to me. And and like, he doesn't even do it this match. I'm kind of ranting over nothing, but (laughs) just in in general, in general, general, gripes about, yeah, here, let's air our grievances now with Finn Balor because we're about to see a lot more of him spoiler. Well, I find that it is true to this day because even as great as Judgment Day is, I'm like, just kick him out. Like, I don't give a shit. 
at all. I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Like you could mm-hmm. replace him with anybody. Anybody. Anyway. Yeah. Also, we put him a new <laughs> asshole for no reason. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> destroyed that man who has done nothing to anyone. <laughs> Strong supporter of the LGBT community. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a wonderful, wonderful human being. Lewis Stupid never going to speak to us either. Stupid fucking wig. Could not give us fuck about him as a wrestler. Just, I'm sorry. Stupid I... tin pack abs for an asshole. Um, well, okay, okay. Look, Jason, like Jason Jordan, very nice to look at. Um, right. Not without his his virtues. Well. We'll say some kind things about Finn Balor the next time we do this. How about sure, that? Sure. No, I, I didn't mention well. one more bad thing happens to him because we'll have many opportunities to, the, to do so. The, the camera follows him up the ramp, so you know if they're lingering on him, something bad's about to happen to him. So of course he gets gored on the stage, like <laughs> yeah, um, just to close out the show for whatever reason. I guess to make for it feel bad for him. Yeah. Sure. And that's how we end the show. He gets gored because. Everyone hates him, actually. I think I'm gonna rate this match higher for that because it's kind of a cool <laughs> Do like, the gore does that. We need a gore that's that's yeah. like yeah, a lot of always rhinos appeal in a rhino match. If you don't get a gore, then what was even What's the, the point, point? Right? Yeah. So the fact that they at least do that, they save it for the post match, but I'll give it let, let's give this two and a quarter. How about that? Oh, look at you. After I said all those shitty, all those unnecess- shitty unnecessarily con- mean, <laughs> n- uh, completely irrelevant, frankly, things about this match <laughs> um, as it relates to Finn Balor, I'm going to give the match two and a quarter. Um, I'm still now going, like, we're going to get mail about how we haven't bought yeah, Prince Devitt in his prime. <laughs> oh, fuck us for not knowing anything about wrestling. Well... That's fair. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. If you if you this is PTB NXT, not PTB fucking whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Three and a half out of ten for the South World of Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, three and a half for me too. Yeah, Remember when you said I feel like we're gonna blow through these episodes because they suck, and then we talked about them for several, several hours. Uh Uh-huh. That's yeah. what we do. Remember true. how we have one to go? Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what did you give it to? Three and a half? Yeah. yeah. Three and a half. Works for me. Okay. Yeah. So many of the backstage segments were just like awkward and bad. <laughs> uh, I would probably say like the Carmella and the one, the greatest one and a half star match ever was probably the highlight. Mm. Right, oh, yeah. for sure. All right, so go to our final episode. This is going to be June 10th, 2015. And uh, we are told that Samoa Joe is going to be here tonight. Nice. And we oh, start off with our first match uh, with Jenny's boy, Zack Ryder. Yeah. with his pal Mojo. Oh. And they're going to be facing uh, Enhancement Talent Extraordinaires, Elias Sampson and Mike Rollis. Mm. Um, so it's the big Mojo reboot. Apparently he was injured. I thought maybe he just like took some time off because he was sucking. Maybe they thought he needed <laughs> to get back in the performance center. Um, gets a little slam here. He's got the hype going as always. What? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Get his <laughs> Get locked in the accolade till his I bones guess snap. So. Um, he feels Ryder me. comes in, takes over, hits a jumping corner forearm. Look pretty nice. And here's Elias to hey, guess what? Locking a headlock as the crowd gets behind <laughs> Zach Ryder. 
Um, he builds up, gets the hot mojo tag, gets some shoulder blocks, some hype shoulder blocks from Mojo, and uh, the uh, rider hits the rough rider on uh, Mojo's shoulders, which is a cool spot. It was a nice little double team move, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty much a squash as you would expect. But I gave it two just because they had that hype energy of Mojo and Rider, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought it worked well having him in a tag where Mojo could just come in and hit his like four moves he knows and let Zack Ryder kind of carry the actual match part of the match so and they uh they celebrate with gronk so we get the mm-hmm. gronk connection here with mojo mm-hmm. but what do you think of the big mojo uh reboot jenny <laughs> it feels <laughs> feels like a make-a-wish match i might catch heat for that but uh, just because she had the whatever whole... do you mean? What is what is who's who's way make a wish match, Jenny? Uh, well, Mojo seems special, Mojo, and yes, it's special. Okay, he has his own little cheering. Does he have cancer? What's wrong with or him? Something. Yeah. Yeah, there's something wrong with him. Clearly, there's something wrong. Um, I might have gone too far with this metaphor. Marcus Louis also needs a make a wish match. <laughs> if we're just handing them out now to you. I just like that that's how much Jenny likes Matt Cardona. Yeah. That it's like, well, yeah. Like, so he's your... the John Cena, and he is granting the wish yeah, like, for yeah. Mojo. Yeah, yeah. Jenny's like, what the fuck did Mojo do to get the tag with Matt Cardona? He must be dying. <laughs> but see, Matt looks so cute. He looks so excited to be tagging with Mojo. He's hyping him up. You know, it, they're adorable. Like, they're kind of just instantly adorable. And mm. I'm like, I'm buying it. I really am. Like, it was a cute match. It's the cutest match I've ever seen. Because <laughs> he had his little cheering section over there, and they had his T-shirt on. <laughs> um, stay hype. <laughs> um, and so it was just a hype-ass match. And... Uh, <laughs> Fully on the mojo train. Uh, oh, look, wow. I, I already love Zack Ryder, which is no no surprise to me. So two and a half, fuck it, Tim. Well shit. Um I'm, gonna th- I'm just gonna throw my notes out because <laughs> filtered through Jenny's head cannon. Uh I think I'm gonna have to give this match five and a half stars. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, boy, I uh, I didn't think this one through very well, you guys. So, um, yeah, well, Mojo is... Big, big grunt guy. Well, no, so. I was, I was conscious. My, my uh, iced coffee had arrived. I was I was pretty locked in through the remainder of this. But uh, I failed to consider, you know, the, uh, the, the very interesting spin that you put on this, which is Mojo has... Uh, so, Zach Ryder's uh, Make a Wish. I like it as Make a Wish match. He's also facing Mike Rollis as his <laughs> opponent. Well, yeah. Well, look. Not and like, Elias. You know, make a Wish. You can, you can <laughs> right. it so far, right? Right. I mean, you already got Zach Ryder. How, There's how going to be some for? concessions. There's yeah. He 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 got to fulfill his dream of being a a professional wrestler right. a tag team partner to a, <laughs> dream a great match. Man. literally a dream match it's a dream of being a wrestler <laughs> yeah who he, who doesn't want to be a 
tag team partner. To, you know, Zack Ryder Ooh, seems like a hell of a that's guy. That's a question. Yeah. I'll he pack. seems like a hell of a, hell of a nice him. guy. Yeah, wow. he does. Okay. This is not even going to be the most questionable angle on this oh, show boy. either. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, okay. I already put five and a half in the spreadsheet, Tim. Nice. Okay. You're, lock, you're, you're locked in. Locked in. I love it. Yep. All right. Officially our highest match on this uh, journey so far. All right, we we already shit all over him for about ten minutes, but we get a Finn vignette where he explains exactly what Tim was crapping all over. Where he says he has two sides: some can suppress the dark side, but do we embrace the demon inside? And then they say Finn Balor arrives, which makes no sense. He's no. like, "What? He's been here for months. What He's do you mean been he here arrives?" For a minute. Yeah, what? Oh, what are they talking about? I guess about? he means he wins a title. I don't know, but yeah. Um, you know, we kind of set our piece on Finn Balor, the demon. Mojo okay. reminds me. Never mind. I'm not going to say that on here. Okay. All right. So, all right, we so go to all <laughs> we go to Dana Brooke. But so now they've given her like they clearly have come up with. It's like when they get latched onto a name and they they're really trying to push it because they've decided that she's going to be called the Total Diva, and mm, she has arrived. Right. Um, okay. All right. So she talks about the, the booze of the haters motivate her. She will be the best ever. The total diva has arrived. They, right. It's like them coming up with one of these monikers that they're like, okay, we need you to say the total diva in this vignette like 17 times. So can I make another forced celebrity comparison? Um, yes. Sure. So if, if Solomon Crow sounds like Chris Farley, then Dana Brooks sounds like, um, Jennifer Coolidge on like <laughs> White Lotus. On two broke girls. <laughs> White Lotus. White Lotus. Where she's like, oh, White Lotus. The, the booze and the haters just motivate me. Right? <laughs> she has that weird. That's a pretty good. Right, right. way of. It's like not a, a voice you would you would hear coming out of her. Drinking wine. <laughs> Your doubt is my ambition. <laughs> Especially with all those little... muscles and stuff. I was yeah. trending worldwide on Twitter. It's kind of how China sounded, though. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it kind of is. China was just sort of more nasal. Nasal, yeah. But it's it's another... It's also them, like, doing that thing where they come up with, like, this name, but it's not really a character. Like... Right. Because mm. she, she's I'm a total diva. 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 It's like, what... It, yeah, like, the haters motivate me. I'm going to be the mm. best ever. Okay, like... We just had Sasha saying she's like I'm the best. Like, yeah. you know, like the total diva is not really a, it's not really a character or anything. It's just a name, a nickname. So, anyway, she looks good. All right, we go to Emma versus. Uh, <laughs> we go to Emma versus uh, Blue Pants fan favorite Blue Pants. Uh, yeah, Corey not Big having pop. It, not. Not a blue yeah. pants fan. He's not. He's not having it. Um, this is a match where I decided that Byron Saxon reminds me of Grooney, like just his delivery. Oh my god! Big gro- Grooney energy from Byron. Um, it's apparently Blue Pants' birthday because the crowd is, is telling her, chanting "Happy Birthday." Um, Emma's not having this bullshit. She kind of toys around with her again. Goes to the hair based offense, whipping her around. So this is like Emma's new thing. She's gonna, um, you know, pull everyone's hair. 
Blue Pants has, uh, I call them like anime cries of pain when she's uh, locked in a hole, like screeching. Uh, she tries to fight out very little success. She gets um, a couple kicks in and then Emma hits the Emma lock. So I, I want to start in half on this, Tim, for some reason. I don't know. Um, not really sure. I don't know. Well, let's see if I can help you out. What did I? Maybe it was the crowd was so in the blue I pants. I got one. caught up in the moment. It was her birthday. She got the birthday bump. <laughs> right, the birthday. I, the birthday well, bump. I, you know what? I also gave it a star and a half. So. No, you didn't. Right, there you go. Yes, I sure happy did. Because I think I think I like the uh, the happy birthday chant, which feels a little invasive, if I'm being honest. Because why would <laughs> right. they know that? Unless I mean, maybe she announced yeah. it on social media. Yeah, or something. It just so. seems weird that it isn't brought up, and that these people just happen to know. Right? It's kind of like, uh, do I know you? Um, so blue pants continues to look um, like she is stepping straight off the set of X Men First Class with her <laughs> blue and yellow training uniform. Um, very very snazzy uh emma continues to portray her her uh, fuck you character to mm -hmm. uh to great effect um she's super over it like all of us she's she's look she's definitely getting out her her financial calculator and figuring out when at the earliest can i fucking retire already like how what do i need to pull this like how old how many more years like she's she's doing those numbers um and uh i like her i think i've said this before i really like her finish which is essentially just a muda lock i guess mm -hmm. but she looks pretty good doing it and that is a move that if we're look if we're bringing back old finishers which we weren't really doing in 2015 but you know it's we a thing now. that you see a lot yeah you see it a lot today and that's always been a sick submission so mm -hmm. Somebody needs to be doing it. Why not? Why not Emma? Why not Emma? Yeah, I like it too. Um, Who better than Emma? Emma getting her big push, right? Um, we like this know, right? that way. whole evolution going on. I don't hate it. I mean, I don't hate it either. It's fine. It's really, I, I like how, how sort of. She does not care whether she wins or loses, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't know why I'm still here, to be honest with you. I don't know why they haven't fired me, but I'm here. So I'm going to go out there. I'm not going to put a lot of effort in, but even on a bad day, I'm like kind of decent. So I'm going to at least fuck you up a little bit because mm -hmm. I'm an asshole. Mm -hmm. And if I can get the win, then so be it. And, you know, fan favorite, Blue Pants. She kind of reminds she... me of WCW Bret Hart in a weird way. He was equally <laughs> checked out, right? <laughs> wow. He wow. wrestled with perhaps a bit more purpose because he yeah. did seem to care whether he won or lost, but he sort of got that same it's that same huh, attitude. Mm -hmm. Throw away. Yeah. If everything you gotta throw you gotta come with more original comparisons. I mean, this is only the <laughs> one millionth time I've heard. <laughs> Emma compared to late era WCW <laughs> Bret Hart. Late era uh, Bret Hart. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, tell me yeah. something I haven't heard. Well, I'll do a star and a half too. Then fuck it. Look at it. All right. Well, Good job, Emma. This is yeah. This is gonna be. I'm gonna spoil it a little bit. 
not to bury the lead, but uh, it's going to be some ways ahead of our uh, our rating for the next match. Think so? Oh, for, yes. For me, at least. Yep. All right. Well, before that, we have the Jersey crew. We have Enzo, Cass, and Carmella um, talking about the, how they're going to have a six-person mixed tag uh, coming up. Mella says that needing Alexa, that them needing Alexa to get a win is pathetic. Uh, tells her bye, Felicia. So very 2015 there. Oh. Um, then they start spouting off all these lines, like uh, how Wes and Bud have the life expectancy of a snowman in the sun, uh, that cowards and cheetahs. Uh, I liked how serious Cass was. Like Carmela and Enzo are like yelling, and then he gets very like quiet and serious. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is good. Like the lines are pretty memorable, and like the way they just like machine gun these lines out is like kind of incredible. Like just fire them off like uh, rapid. It's like very rapid fire, which is good. So I enjoyed this. I what really is it? Cass too. says towards the end. He says so. He it's something like I'm about to say something that has a zero success rate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No disrespect <laughs> to you or something like nothing personal or something. It's like oh man yeah I know about what you mean. It, what do you think about it? Like anytime don't you do take this the wrong way. Yeah, don't that's take what it was. This the yeah. wrong way. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Anytime someone says that, he's right. It's gonna be taken the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's like it's basically telegraphing what I'm about to say. You are going to take the wrong way. It... <laughs> but I'm gonna say it anyway. He had a real terrified energy as opposed yeah. to uh Mella and Enzo. They're all just like kind of nailing their little Bada biggie, bada booms, and you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever they say. And they yeah, they're goes. like little pitter patter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that they, they kind of keep you on your feet because, like, we get yeah. so many like generic promos in it where it's like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to win the title. Like, they at least keep you on your toes. Like, okay, what are they going to say? Like, what <laughs> random like, snowman in the snow, like, whatever bullshit mm-hmm. they're going to put. Like, at least keep, like, so many of these, I find myself like, all right, let me check out. Finn's going to tell me he's. You know, I'm yeah. a demon, whatever, same shit he always says. So this is kind of refreshing. So, all right. all right, so let's get to this next match that we were talking oh, about. God. So um, it's going to be a Tyler Breeze versus Bull Dempsey. Bull been a little down on his luck lately. He, uh, you know, lost to Baron Corbin. Um, the commentary gets in this whole discussion about dad bods being in. I don't mm-hmm. I guess they were talking about Bull Dempsey having a dad bod, which yes. is you know okay. not really sure if that fits the bill. Um, <laughs> but we waste no time before we go straight to a chin lock as we do in all these matches. Uh, <laughs> Breeze rolls out for a timeout, and so this is where we get into this whole sequence where um, Breeze just starts running around, and so Bull chases after him, and he just keeps running around the ring. Um, the crowd starts chanting cardio as Bull chases him. Bull starts to get winded. Um, this plays in, he rolls back into the ring and because, uh, he, his poor cardio, he ends up eating the beauty shot and losing the match because he's a fat idiot. And, uh, he's too winded <laughs> is the way it's portrayed to us. Like he's out of yep. shape and he yep. loses the match because all Tyler Breeze had to do was run like two laps around the ring. And that was enough <laughs> to where Bull because... Dempsey was on the close, was about to have a infarction. Yeah, the act of running caused not any right. off anything offensively Tyler Breeze did, but right. um, just making a few circles around <laughs> around the ring uh, gave Bull Dempsey a heart attack, apparently. So, <laughs> which, I mean, 
okay, he's had a couple of losses here in recent weeks. Now, all of a sudden, like, he's a complete fat, dump, loser, idiot yeah. who, like, just... This is this is the type of thing that um, <laughs> when like normal people like accidentally see something in wrestling and and form a very bad opinion about it. This is like when your parents walk in and what they happen to see you watching and they're like, "God, I fucking failed as a parent, right?" They just, <laughs> just wrestling looks like the dumbest right. fucking thing you can imagine. That's what this is like. Just beyond lowest common denominator bullshit like it's and it's not that it's a it's offensive because oh it's so insensitive to, it's just dumb it's just so right dumb yeah i'm offended I by how it dumb it is yeah, yeah it's it's insulting to your intelligence is, is what mm-hmm. it is that they would really do Hey, this guy's a big fat slob gimmick. And right, it's not like he, he didn't even do like a, like he didn't rope a dope him or anything. It's like he literally yeah, I mean, ran because he is he ran because the guy's fat and the guy got winded. Yeah, yeah. because he's and, fat. And again, what could possibly be the payoff to something like this? <laughs> right, you know, some wacky skits where Bull Dempsey is going to work on his cardio. Oh, won't that be thrilling? Like this is some fucking nineteen eighty two. You know, just cartoon wrestling nonsense. I mean, it's just and like so quickly out of here. Like when he debuted, he was kind of cool. It's like, okay, maybe he's like a throwback mm-hmm. to like this old bruiser guy. And quickly, yeah. like six mm-hmm. months later, it's like, oh, he's losing a match because he's too fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that helps. The, the things show. that made him different and that you could have emphasized as uh playing to his strengths yeah or now is just oh he's a dumpy fat guy who cares Mm -hmm. what a schlub and tyler just does nothing adds nothing and right you know is just i don't even he's he feels very lost and has for a while oh Mm -hmm. god yeah yeah it's weird he just felt like a like he was just like whoever's in there to get this whole Mm -hmm. thing over Mm -hmm. So yeah, I gave this, give... um, I gave this negative one and three quarter stars. Um, <laughs> if that sounds like an annoyingly pedantic grade, it's meant to be because I want to insult this match as much as it insulted me. <laughs> one stroke for the stroke that Bull Dempsey almost had. Oh boy, I just went dud. Fair enough. I think this is only my second negative star match ever on this nxt watch i'll have to check yeah double check that mm-hmm. it won't be the last we see a bull so okay <sighs> right yeah i mean it, as if this wasn't enough right like this is mm-hmm. jesus well before that we get uh becky lynch uh who have not seen on these shows yet in the ring she's going to be facing jess mckay um future iconic mm-hmm. um ah. jess is they they just call her jess too i realized they just call her jess which is weird but uh she's uh, actually yeah, taking it to that. Yeah. becky early on get a little bit of thrashing an arm bar uh jess jess uh, one name is drawing at the crowd becky fires up um the highlight of this was the uh i thought the hammerlock suplex by becky was pretty nice and then they're calling now this arm bar she does is actually called the disgusting arm bar. <laughs> Imagine that but, not um, getting over. I mean, but yeah, it was it was like 
a weird thing where it's not a squash because really Becky only came back at the end and won, but it's like clearly meant to get Becky over, I guess. I guess they're trying to make her underdog. I don't know, but one star, Jenny? I don't know. I did one star too, but my, but a lot of this was just real messy looking and not yeah. great. Kind of rough. Uh, Jesse, y'all, obviously pretty new to this. And I mean, it's good to, ha- it's always good to have like fresh blood in there, fresh ma- ma- matchups. Um, so it doesn't get too samey, but um, yeah, they, they did not click during this. Um, yeah. But whatever. Oh, that was fine. Once- yeah. I mean, Jess is out here to essentially be a prop to Becky Lynch. I mean, she, mm-hmm. they really she don't need a win. Anything. She needed a character, a win, mm-hmm. like any sort of acknowledgement on commentary. If, if she's otherwise, why even give her a name? Just do local mm-hmm. competitor, you know, as I always call them. Um, but she is very quickly, um, Reduced to a pronoun, basically. They don't even, like J- like Jacob said, they don't even really say her full name or anything about her. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, uh, Becky Lynch now making the comeback against uh, Jess. And, and now Jess, with, it's just like, what? Like, who is this person? And, and why are they just thrown out here on television like this? Mm-hmm. But I did like the, the finish, which was... Uh, Becky hitting that kind of unusual looking, I guess, pancake, and then the transition into the disgusting. 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 It was like a really cool transition, I Mm -hmm. thought. So I gave it a star and a quarter. (laughs) So really a one star match elevated by a kind of sweet finish. Perfect follow up to star making performance at TakeOver to have her in this nondescript. I, match. Yeah, I mean, didn't they call Becky's pants pantaloons at one point? Pantaloons, yeah. Corey, is that right? Yeah. style. Yeah, Corey, Corey is uh, fashionista. Re- Corey Graves, right? He, well, he reluctantly is is uh, admitting that she Becky won his respect at Takeover, mm-hmm. but he still does not approve of her wrestling in the pantaloons. So, pants steampunk uh, attire. All right, we go to William Regal, who tells us that uh, (laughs) later later on tonight, KO is going to be allowed on commentary for Samojo's match. And then we see Bull Dempsey come in eating a bag of Doritos. Uh, Regal looks at him and coldly tells him that he has a problem. Uh, Bull says that he was tired from training, that's why he got winded. And Regal tells him (laughs) to get his act together. So, you see. He's eating the Doritos because he's a fat ass, guys. Mm-hmm. That's why he lost the match. He's fat. So he comes in. It's very subtle coding. I don't know if you realize <laughs> right. he's eating the, mm-hmm. the Doritos because he's fat, Jenny. Oh, is that, is that, that fat. it? Was it? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. It's you know understand. he's coded as a as a fat person. Oh, is it because he's fat? I, I, know I like the irony of Regal telling him like. He has a problem because yeah. he's eating Doritos, like William Regal, who like you know, like uh, you know, has done unspeakable, put unspeakable things into his body. Yes. It's like, oh, fucking Doritos, God, get it together, man! I liked when he pulled the chocolate bar out of his singlet. That yes, was he, he's got shit stashed away. In his fucking 
Ridiculous. The movie You're not a weight. badass if you don't have a fucking candy bar stuck in your clothing somewhere. Right. It's it's like a kangaroo pouch kind of thing. Exactly. And like to me, you don't even get like they're not even playing up absurdity. Like you don't even get like a good regal, ridiculous mm-hmm. line about it. it's just him like you have a problem. Like he's like, You need to get it together, sunshine. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like very mean to this this apparent food addict. Who has right. uh, <laughs> developed this problem over the span of two weeks? I mean, it took me an entire pandemic to develop a food addiction. So I don't know how accurate <laughs> this is, but really jump to the conclusion. So he's eating like a like a, a what do you call that? It's like a, a snack bag. size. Yeah. yeah, like a snack size Dorita. And it's like, whoa, right. man. Like he needs a giant addict. bag. Like, if you're doing mm-hmm. prop humor, at least get it right. Yeah, it's, yeah make it comically huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, like we said earlier, it sucks. All right, All right this so show Jason... does not have writers. I maintain. Just you're right. <laughs> Jason Jordan says his partner didn't work out, so big shocker. Marcus Lee, not a good choice. Uh, so there's Chad Gable who comes in again to uh, try and lobby him. He writes his name creepily on Jason Jordan's locker. Jason Jordan though still seems a little bit not willing to accept this. So. Not sure why. Um, seems like it's slim pickings. Considering yeah, how much worse. Can you, yeah. <laughs> why is he being such a diva? Like he's looking for something that doesn't exist. Just take it. Take it. And I go. think he's afraid of his his mutual attraction to Chad. He he knows that oh. Chad is into him, oh. and he's afraid that if he he takes hmm. Chad up on his offer, he's going to be equally attracted and and. Is going to end up giving in very quickly to Legitimate Chad's fears, advances. Right? Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. an internalized homophobia. You see it all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Not going to stop Chad though. I see it. No, it's not going to stop Chad. He don't have no internalized nothing. <laughs> what? He's writing the same on the locker. All. He's putting it all out there. All right. So to pick things up, we get a Baron Corbin match, and he's going to be facing. Um, Angela Dawkins here. So uh so it was still not a real match, but it wasn't just the end of days because Baron Corbin hit a couple forearms, does some posturing. We get the slightest faint comeback attempt by Dawkins, but then it's a clothesline end of day. So Baron Corbin really expanding his repertoire here as the matches are lasting a whole, you know, eighty six seconds now. So I rated this nothing. Um, I think my favorite part of the match is when uh Corbin rolled out of the ring and then rolled back in. Uh, so I gave it a quarter star, which wow. in some ways is worse than dud. At least, like, if it's a dud, there's the question of, well, did it serve some kind of purpose? It's just, there, it's nothing as a match, but maybe there was a a reason for it not happening, you know. Um, maybe they did some kind of storyline advancement, but a quarter star just means what did they even do, right? Like <laughs> rolled out of the ring. It's sort of like how a D minus is sort of like worse than just getting an F in, in a lot of right. ways, just because it's like I really wow, can't follow you... you down this road, but okay. No, you don't think so. <laughs> If you get an F, it's sort of like, 
you put your name it, it, effectively you could have just put your name on the on the thing and turned <laughs> it in like didn't even Complete. waste your own time you know what i mean like if you get you a just d minus it, it implies try. you jake you're a teacher is this accurate is this how you grade uh, I mean, I guess to Tim's point, like an F, like you bottom out. Like, yeah. okay, if I get a zero F, like bottom your price, could, like you get so Probably good. Probably like didn't a six spend three, a lot of time. Where the person F, who right? gets the D might have worked tremendously harder than the F yep. and then gets yep. barely a smidge That's more credit. So, yep. I guess. Barely All a right. smidge more credit. Like you might have sat there for an hour working that <laughs> test. And just nothing happening, right? Just with any were you swayed whiff, by him rolling out of the ring? Uh, not really. <laughs> just eating L after L. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna it... get an F, I ain't wasting my time on it. I long for the end of days squash matches. <laughs> you long for the end of this podcast, yeah. Uh, well, that too, but you know, right, well... at least. At least when the crowd counted down, it was just a quick thing, you know. But he has to do a whole. We have to do the whole deal. But next one will be doing a headlock. Can't wait. You know, my actual favorite part of this match was is when the crowd started counting and then realized, oh fuck! Oh, they, <laughs> they waved oh, it no. off. They all just waved it off immediately. Yeah. It's very confusing. I can see why. <laughs> They're like, oh, never mind. We gotta watch this. All right. All right, so we get to the debut of Samojo and Ring here in NXT. So two Samojo skeptics have with me. So let's see. And he's going to be facing um, FTR Bald, I believe is his official name. Um, so we get <laughs> I thought that's who that was. Uh, a lot of shoving, looking for advantage between these two. Uh, finally gets going a little bit. I love K on commentary. Like uh, Joe hits a back elbow and goes, wow, a back elbow. <laughs> Such an <laughs> asshole. Um, you know how many back elbows I've done in my life? Um, Joe does the jabs, uh, hits his, um, I don't know what you call it, move he does, but it's kind of like, almost like a rock bottom, but he just kind of swings him with his wrists uh, in the corner. You're an Augie. Sorry, you're an Augie. Thank you, Tom. Not a good, I'm a regular Vince McMahon. What a maneuver. Uh, and then he finished <laughs> him a with a, uh, a muscle buster. So Yeah, he did. Yeah, so the the last two spots were great. That's like signature Joe stuff, but I needed him to do like a full-on Joe, like murdering somebody. I don't really know why we needed to bother with the stupid shoving and shit at the beginning. I guess they needed it to last long enough for KO to get his, you know, smart-ass remarks in, but I would like this to be more of like a pure Joe decimation because I think that's what he does best. So when a star and a half, the muscle buster was good. The uh, Uranagi was good. So star and a half for me, Jenny. And we'll get to the post match after. This is your Joe, and you went a star and a half. All right, <laughs> gonna, gonna need some validation from you uh, on your on your love mm. of him. I'm just saying. So I did the two stars uh, because it was a decent debut. Um, mm -hmm. FTR Bald is decent guy to grapple with for a few minutes. Like I got zero expectations of Joe. That's what I'm like. I don't hold them to him to this high regard, so wow. I'm not really expecting like a ton of shit. So I'm like, yeah, he's he's going all right. It's a decent ass match. Um, seems like an NXT main event on TV. Um, Kevin Owens just elevates it though, like as being an mm -hmm. absolute dickhead 
on commentary. It's just basically the whole reason for the match anyway. Um, and, you know, we'll get into post-match stuff, I guess, at the end, Tim. Sure, yeah. Um, let's be respectful. FDR ball is, is Scott Dawson okay, of, of the Revival, one half the Revival, currently working in AEW as Dax Harwood, part of the, the World Tag Team Champions known as Fuck the World, mm-hmm. um, I believe is the team. So, uh, yeah, I think he's used a pretty good effect here in this match as a first-time opponent for, for Joe in NXT. Um, I like I liked uh, KO on commentary as well. I enjoyed how he just threw an arm over Byron Saxton. And uh, Byron just looked like he wanted to throw up the whole time. Yeah, uh, he did. It looked bad. Maybe some of the best usage of, of Byron I've ever seen. Um, so that sort of popped me. And uh, I don't know. I thought the muscle buster looked pretty sick as, yeah. a, yep. as a finish. And this match sort of did the job in terms of introducing the world to Samoa Joe, if, if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with him or just, I thought it did a decent enough job of, of preserving what does make him work. If you're already on board with the guy. So, you know, it, it noted, noted Samoa Joe massive fucking mark that I am. I, I gave the match two and a quarter stars. Well, damn. That. Wow, it was a fa- it did um, check a big uh, box for a squash match, like a debut, and it got his finisher over. So it accomplished mm-hmm. that for sure. Mm-hmm. Muscle bus looks sweet. Um, all right, so we get to our post match angle. So, like you guys said, this is probably really more of the main event than the match. So, uh, KO starts to head backstage, and Joe grabs the mic, asks where he's going. Um, Joe says that KO said he was going to drop him, so be a good man, like he said. Um, uh, Kevin gets the mic and says that he doesn't run, but dropping him after his first match would just be, that would be a real dick move. So he's not going to do that. Um, he calls him a rookie who hasn't earned it yet. So he's got to earn a shot. Um, Regal comes out and agrees and said he shouldn't get a title shot, but he should get a match. So next week it will be Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe. So, um, and that is how we end the show. So the most intriguing thing, like matchup, we just got is set up for next week. So unfortunately, we'll have to wait till the next episode for that. But you know, this is fine. I like Joe at least. I'm glad he got the mic and like called him out, and they didn't mm-hmm. just do another stare down. They at least escalated a little bit and set up the match. So that was pretty good. I appreciate them not doing that and taking that little step out. Um, <laughs> even though, like. All uh, everybody just comes in from out of nowhere and gets a fucking title shot, like you know, right? Like, ah, uh, I get a little tired of that. Well, gimmick. they did say it's not for the title; mm-hmm. it's just going to be a quote unquote. Did they say that? Take, Well, yeah, he, he, yeah he said it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. a. Well, you're right. Better. He doesn't just that's better get, than he doesn't just get a title shot, but I will give him a fight. So I'm taking that to mean it'll be a exhibition match um so we'll see uh yeah the post match is is good stuff i mean it's about time they've been really drip feeding this Mm -hmm. joe like i guess um 
intro here into NXT where it's, you know, one week goes by, then two weeks, then the third week we finally see him wrestle, but it's just, you know, an enhancement match. And now all of a sudden we're doing um, what looks to be a, again, non-title match against the champion. Um, But perhaps that's because uh, KO was on borrowed time here in NXT where... Mm -hmm. We're bumping right up against uh, that uh, that July Fourth special here pretty soon. So, if he isn't going to be around for much longer than you know the next month and some change, maybe then got to do this while you can. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I do like that we're getting but it's like still paced. Some it's still the pacing uh... is really wacky, right? Like mm-hmm. you could have yeah. done Joe's first match that on that. Uh, NXT right after you know takeover, then maybe I don't know, keep it keep the storyline progressing through the second week. It's just sort of weird how here he is, and to Jenny's point, now he's title or not, he's still even sniffing the championship feels a little like didn't we do this with Kevin Owens, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's regal like kind of kind of using Kevin's own tricks against him. You know, he's out here being this big fucking hypocrite. And uh Regal's like, mm, no, here's a move out of your playbook. So see how you like that. I don't know. Well it all it all depends on the execution. So good setup for next week. Right. All right. So I ended up going four out of ten on this one. Still not great. I thought the at least at the end, like setting that up, give it a little bit of juice, but a lot of blah shit on the uh, up to that point. Yeah, I debated the uh, three and a half, but I guess I'll do the four. It's hard to say this was better than our last show, considering that this mm. has a negative star match on it. True. And a really insulting storyline. Um, but at least it has some decent, again, uh, carryover value mm-hmm. for the following week, which we will get to in about 64 years' time. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'll go four very reluctantly as well. Yeah. Overall, I mean, you know, all of our ratings show that we're typical of these. We're like in the doldrum period after they have a big show. Rather than kind of hit the ground running, they sort of reset, and I don't know. It's like they have to build back up to something. So I don't know. Maybe with the July Fourth thing, we'll see a little bit of juice. But unfortunately, this is kind of their cycle that it, it sucks for a little while after you have a. It's like it sucks because like you, it's like they bring you down and they have a good show. You're like, well, you know what? Maybe it's pretty good, and then they come back and it's uh-huh. just like this shit again. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get to some awards. Best match uh, might be Tyler Breeze versus Adam Rose at a whopping two and a half for me. The worst two and a half star match in history. I mean, I guess it's it's (laughs) Dawson Samoa Joe for me. Yeah, that's probably a better choice. Jenny, you have any strong feelings on best match? 
Oh, I thought Tim had a five and a half star match. Uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> true. Pretty sure that's. Oh shit! Match. I forgot. True. It. The Make a Wish. There we you go. know, I, I'm the Make a Wish match is also my choice. This show had my highest match rating go. and my lowest match rating. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sorry, I just stepped on what you said, Jenny. What was what no, was your fine. highest? It, the Make a Wish match. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Um, worst match. I think we're all going to go with the. Um, the Bull Dempsey, Tyler Breeze. Yes. Cardiac arrest finish. Yeah. All right. Um, rising. So I think we have to throw in uh, Jenny's boy, Zach Ryder, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, Samoa Joe, he's debuted. He's in ring. You know, so that's good. Ooh. Who else is? Alexa. The whole, uh, Alexa, good. That's a great one. Yeah, she's look. The character stuff's coming together. The whole Jersey crew, they held solid. I think they're steady. Emma, pretty good. Would add as well. Emma, yeah, Emma. Anybody yeah. else? We had a lot of kind of like re debuts, so sort of mm. not <laughs> super good people. Falling. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you had anything yeah. for rising you want to add? Um. um. I don't think so. I think we covered Perfect. it. <laughs> okay, falling. I'm going to go Marcus Louis for sure. <laughs> Boy. Um, the Tyler. less cute, iconic girl, uh, Jesse. Um, <laughs> Jesse K. You know what? Add Becky to it as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, not, a great, not, not a great follow-up. I mean, not really her fault, okay. but they didn't give her. They definitely didn't like build off of her like star making performance at the show like mm-hmm. by giving her a throwaway match dumbass jason jordan obviously <laughs> jason jordan is stupid partner choosing shunning Tyler breeze bull dempsey a lot of fucking people are falling yeah, like, like everyone stop. else basically everyone yeah um sammy's shoulder uh <laughs> Eva Marie, Solomon Crow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right into the matrix. We talked about that three hours ago. <laughs> yeah, right. He might be LVP to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Yeah, so we we can book it now. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. He's so bad. <laughs> LVP, Solomon Crow, pencil that down. Right. Um, MVP. Uh, it's got to be KO. Yeah, that's what I was gonna go with. Kind of default, he- but. Yeah. He's trying. I mean, yeah, he didn't knock. Yeah. All right. Uh, best moment Mojo getting his big moment. <laughs> <laughs> getting his dreams made. Uh, right. Um, the Bull oh, Dempsey's yeah. massive MI in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Bull Dempsey and the Doritos. I don't know. There's really not any great moments in this. There's really yeah. not. Uh, even Marie getting booed mercilessly. It was pretty uh, comfortable. A lot of uh, mean, you know what? A lot of mean spirited stuff. A lot, like, a lot of bastards. Marie and, and fat shit Bull Dempsey and mm-hmm. even dragging poor Marcus Louis back. Yeah, there. Marcus Louis treated like a from Mordor and shit. Yeah, pulling like, this man from the sewer. Throwing him out there. The AI that that booked this show is going through some issues. I feel like it. Truly, get on it, Solomon Crow. He needs to get the code straight. Can't even get himself a win in his own simulation. Yeah, I mean Jesus. Anyway, 
All right. Well, we survived it, though. That's good. Uh, Just barely. Jenny, Jenny, what do you have going on besides watching these subpar NXT shows? (laughs) Nothing. This is all I do now. I will never leave this podcast ever. Um, I have uh, some shows on Wednesdays on the North South Connection, and um, you can hear them on Wednesdays, like I said. <laughs> and <laughs> I've been broken by this episode. <laughs> anyway, new stuff. Listen to ever. it. Uh, I, I think Chef infected me with this plug. Uh. Of, weakness but anyway jenny position on twitter if it still exists uh, um i guess uh also here on play sweet nation wrestling if if you enjoy this uh jenny and i also do a show called talking wcw and that is with uh, greg phillips not jacob williams but greg phillips who we love dearly and our most recent episode is about tully blanchard so three great Tully selections there mm-hmm. for your match choices. And I think we did a nice job on that episode celebrating some uh, some Tullens Blanchard. Um, so do check that out. <laughs> and I am on Twitter at X, whatever. whatever. Psych68CYKE68 on X Twitter. <laughs> That's all I feel like blogging right now. Sounds so great. I have to say, catch me on X. Um, you can catch me on the Ruthless Aggressive Podcast on North South Connection. Going through the Ruthless Aggression era, you can also find me doing highly to the Impact Zone. Going through the history of TNA, where we also talk about Samoa Joe. Um, and I do that with Logan Crossland. So check that out. But uh, unfortunately, like Paul Dempsey, I'm, I'm running out of wind as we wrap this show up. So I feel like we should. We need more yeah, cardio. We, right. We need, so I'm going to go eat a bag of Doritos uh, after this. But this has been PT NXT. We're gonna we're gonna sign off before we you know pass out. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. PTB NXT has left the building. Think you holding weight? Then you haven't met the apes. Stop, drop, shut them down. Open up shop. Oh, go. That's how rough riders roll. Stop, drop, shut them down. And be swayzy, stop backing like a baby. Mind your business, lady. Nosy people get it too. When you see me spit at you, you know I'm trying to get rid of you. Yeah, I know it's pitiful. That's how niggas get down. Watch my niggas spit round. They got niggas kiss ground just for talking shit clowns. Oh, you think it's funny? Then you don't know me, money. It's about to get ugly. Fuck a dog, I'm hungry. I guess you know what that means. Come up off that green. Five niggas on ravine. Don't make it a murder scene. Give a dog a bone. Leave a dog alone. Let a dog roam and he'll find his way home.